0: Be on the dugout. Lay some up, and we run out. Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out. Pitch on the mound like you don't want to face this. Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases. Do it for your teammates, do it for the fan, do it for your city. True balls understand. You gotta work together, you gotta find a way. Put your body on the line and make that play Be on the dugout. Lay some up,
1: and we run out. Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out. Pitch on the mound like you don't want to face this. Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases. Be on the dugout.
2: Beyond the dugout. Beyond the dugout. Beyond the dugout. Hello, Kyoto Koto War, and good evening to you all here on Drive Time Primetime. It is Beyond the Dugout on the 30th of July. I'm Jason Gubi's aka Chopper. And it is the Bull, the one and only master of ceremonies from the Mighty Saints, I might add, national champions, naming <coughs> cons.
0: Thank you, brother. Kyoto, everyone. Hope you've all had a fantastic week. I sure have. I sure have. It's, <laughs> it's
2: Stop flowing, my friend.
0: Uh yeah. Well, know I made an e- early exit on um, Saturday Saturday morning. Of course, it was, the final was Friday night. But uh, yeah, no, it was a big week, mate. That started my Friday. Had uh, had a crazy weekend, and then I played some rugby on Wednesdays as well. So, mate, it's been it's been an epic one. But husky now. But husky. Uh, A
2: legend but um so the saints man how many of that is how many national basketball championships is that in a row in a row in a row it's just
0: one in a row we didn't play last year we won in 2019 we won in 2017 2016 2014 2011 2010 and then oh, so back to the it out and around. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we've only won. We've only won it twelve times. You only just won. It, only won it twelve times. It was it was epic, mate. It was two nights of um three games. I got the MC down at Toro Praha Arena in Portadour, and uh, it was epic. I had I worked for Basketball New Zealand, so I was um impartial, if you will. I had um everybody cheering for basketball whoa, for their whoa, teams. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I tuned in for parts of that match because we were driving at the time and I caught the end of it and I could hear you distinctly in the background racking up the Saints fans.
0: Well, if you listen properly to all of it, you'll hear me racking up the Hawks fans as well. And will I say, mate? Yeah, well, Hugh Bainan came up to me from Sky Sports he was like, mate, way to be impartial. He was like, let's go Saints! And then let's go Hawks (laughs) but I wasn't I was it it made me sick mate but um I did did my job I was impartial I had just everyone cheering for their teams and to be honest when I, I asked the crowd to go let's go Hawks they all said let's go Saints anyway two points mate two points 12 titles uh hell of a year everyone didn't didn't even place us at the start of the year whole new team young team uh for once <laughs> well not for once but they a lot of recruitment from within Wellington instead of a lot of the big names I mean 2019 we were stacked it was the Tall Blacks gearing up for that that uh, Japan trip and um now you know they've, they've they've developed a lot of great players but you look around the league as well they're all Wellingtonians Tom Donovich, you know he had a, another outstanding campaign you got a couple of young boys that uh, turned up for the Huskies. They're Wellingtonians, so mate, the leg's in good hands. And and hopefully, like even in the last week, we've already lost our coach, two of our starters, a couple of the development for bigger and better things. But you know, that's the that's the that's the system that they've got. You know, twelve titles later, and um, we're gonna have to do it with another bunch next year. Hopefully, we'll have some familiar faces. But um, yeah, another outstanding season. I loved every second of it, mate. I kept my Blue suede shoes spotless the whole season until I was in that changing room afterwards and I got some champers on them. I will, I will admit. It's okay.
2: Fantastic, buddy. Well deserves to you, you and the Saints on uh, your uh, national basketball uh, competition title. Uh, dude, um to give a shout out. Of course, it's a, it's been the Olympics all week, man. It, it feels like there hasn't been any other sport apart from the, the basketball <laughs> last Friday. Um, and uh, boy, oh boy, have we been treated to some amazing performances. We'll get to the New Zealanders shortly, but let's start with the softball first. Of course, uh, the girls that have been on the pod uh, recently, and man, didn't they play well, all of them across the board, starting with Italy. Sure, they didn't pick up a win, man. They, they played from the
0: first pitch to the last pitch of the last game. Yeah, they're very entertaining to watch, um, played with a lot of passion, and it was um, cool having the inside scoop, you know, uh, um, a couple of days out from their first game, and then, you know, watching their progress, uh, you know, on the gram, on the socials, and um, them just loving, loving the, the, their time to be alive, you know, and um, each one of them um, just cherishing and, and savoring every moment of their, of their campaign, they'll walk away with great memories.
2: Oh, I think so, and yeah, Andrea Howard and uh, Erica Piancastelli. Um, hey, I'm from glad Italy. you're saying her uh, name
0: right, because a lot
2: around the world. <laughs> <to laughs> no, it is a bit tough. To be fair, for if, if I'm being all honest with everyone on our first uh, take of intro for them last week, um, I got her name wrong too. I was like, no, 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 let's start that again. I cannot get her name wrong.
0: Yeah, I've got. Uh, I've but got now, the they blue were real awesome, for later uh, and, on
2: they played in the right spirit, you know, played for their former coach and mm. uh, they were outstanding. See, Australia, boy, boy, a feel for them uh, just missing out on the bronze medal match, um, but outstanding performances. We had um, Stacey Porter and Taylor Titicronis. We talked about Titicronis being the next Porter. Boy, oh, boy, she would, I think she finished as top hitter for Australia in the tournament. So, Taylor, uh, hats off to her,
0: of course, uh, Damien, um Stacey Porter announcing her retirement. Yeah, 446 caps in the bank. Uh, legend, absolute legend of the game uh, of Australia softball, and um, yeah, she went out uh, her way, if you will. I guess you know, I mean, obviously they didn't, they didn't finish with a medal around the neck, but uh, you know, she gave it a crack, and and she'll have no regrets from that. But uh, what a what a legend, uh, and she'll be yeah, she'll be enshrined in, in everything to come after this
2: had cap tip to also to Haley mccleney from USA, easily hands down the top hitter in their team. Uh, and that's probably got to be the storyline from their team. Their team just did not hit. But boy, boy, she, I think she, she'll she probably end up the top
0: hitter for the whole tournament to the center fiddle for USA. Yeah, mate. Well, I seen you the stats just before that grand final, eh? Like, it was unreal what she walked into that game. Um, she yeah. had like uh, almost two-thirds of of America's batting stats by herself um she was a spark plug mate um and I think we might have uh, given all, all these athletes a a bit more um you know oomph to their step maybe no nah, jokes they're just uh, elite and uh, Haley stepped up mate and she uh she did her part for for Team USA for sure and um You know, what a heartbreak for them, uh, especially uh, they would have been going in with a bit of confidence into that last game, um, their final day after their last game against Japan. But uh, it wasn't meant to be.
2: No, it wasn't meant to be. It was Japan's day, to be fair. They saved the best to last. They played USA on the day before the grand final, the last round robin match. USA walks it off for the win in the bottom of the seventh for that one. But in the grand final, mate, eight. Hits to three, Japan over USA. Two runs to nil. Kukike Ueno, gold again for Japan. Well,
0: she's just class act, isn't she? She um, went the six, had a little bit of a break, and then and then um, went back and finished. it. And, and yeah, tip of the cap to uh, what a lot of people consider to be the best uh, female pitcher uh, at the moment and of a, of a generation. So. Uh tip of the cap to Japan. They're a class act. Um, through their junior program, their senior women's and men's, and um, you know, now they walk away with Olympic gold. Uh, another thing for us to chase them down with. Uh, now I, I know there's always the if, buts and maybe's after a match,
2: but uh, I gotta say I was completely surprised that USA went to um the number two pitcher in the in that match, uh, Ali Carter. Only not because she's not good enough to pl- to pitch in the final uh, only that she'd throw in something like five or six innings against Japan the day before uh, and then they throw her in the middle of that match and it was Carter that gave up the two runs that was the difference in that
0: match yeah I was a bit surprised to see um Osterman dragged a bit uh, as early as she was um and I mean look you'd probably be thinking that she did everything right the day before, hoping that she'd do everything right the day of. Um, yeah. But not forgetting, you know, and kind of, sorry, kind of forgetting that um, you've got Osterman that's going to bow out and finish up on um, her elite career. And then Abbott, who's going to do the same, probably the same as well. So, um, yeah, interesting. But, um, hey, mate, you just got to take those chances in these big yeah. time situations. And this one... Didn't work out for them, unfortunately, but live and learn. No, you did, right.
2: <laughs> a premeditated change with the starter of Osterman. She went nine batters, and then when they went to the top of the order again, Japan, out they pulled her straight away. Mm. Um, and then, as we mentioned, Carter for a 2.2 innings, and then Abbott, by the time Abbott was in, it was too late. It just simply was too late. Um, USA almost snuck it back in the bottom of the sixth with a home run robbed uh, at the fence. Um there earlier but uh, in the same the opposite way to be fair but uh, anyway
0: congratulations to Japan man Olympic Mm. champions again that is uh, outstanding for uh, for world softball indeed and uh, can I can I can we just not go past um, Monica Abbott's pitching style that's um, that's interesting
2: it's different, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah well, it's going to be a real shame to yeah. lose that in the game. Both, as you mentioned, Abbott and Osterman retire uh, after the Olympics Regions. as well. Um, so we lose that uh, reach down, touch the ground, take a step maybe. Maybe that's where I got again. that
0: from. I don't, I knew I got it from somewhere. Maybe that's where it's got it. Maybe,
2: <laughs> maybe. maybe. Yeah. Hey, um, back on the home front though with the Olympics, man, how good has it been to watch the Kiwis this week? It seems like they've warmed up as the week has gone and just got um, stronger. And better results as the week has gone. Of course, we had uh, Hayden Wild with the triathlon bronze medal mm. uh, back on Monday, and then Wednesday we thought, "Oh, let's warm it up with a couple of silver medals." Uh, and that went to the rowing and the uh, and the rugby team, the sevens. Oh, um, Fiji too strong in that final for that one. But um, Thursday we got our first gold medal. How good was that rowing? Thank God for rowing.
0: Just saying. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's always a an event a sport that we can. Uh, hang our hats on, eh? <laughs> yeah, the the tall, tall, lanky um, dudes from New Zealand with broad shoulders that uh, stream up river in their in their winters to train. No, it's not that, not like that. But uh, yeah, we can always we can always claim uh, at least one or two medals, and and by now we we've got a few more. So yeah, no, it's it's good. Yeah, fantastic. You did right. Friday today, obviously the best day so far at the Olympics for us. Two gold medals
2: mm. and a silver, all of them coming in rowing. Emma Twig and yeah. the uh, single scale woman's and then then of course the the glamour event for rowing. Uh the eights, the woman, we get this we get the silver and then a gold and the men. Man, that's pretty cool today.
0: Yeah, and it's it's am I did I hear correctly bonds in, in there and now as well. Not not with Murray anymore he's, he's now in the team one is that right yeah he
2: was in the he was in the rowing eight yeah, yeah how cool be, is that I be, think uh, that's pushing his third for, gold medal
0: yeah like or well, third Olympic gold like event yeah yeah. so um yeah he'd be pushing um honours of of all time Olympian I'd imagine with uh feats like that
2: Definitely getting up there, that's for sure. So it puts us in good stead, man, with three goals, three silvers, and one bronze um, today uh, at the Olympics. So that's pretty good for Friday. We've still got another week to go. We haven't even started the athletics yet or the cycling. I'm putting my money on the cycling for a couple of more uh, medals, but so that should be pretty cool. Uh, in saying that, but a couple of other exciting things that happened this week, of course, the announcement with Sopo New Zealand Ballpark Broadcasting, yes. given exclusive rights yes. uh, to stream all of the national events this year, it's going to be an outstanding uh, season where we get to showcase the elite of the elite. Uh, for our White Sox and Tri-Series in Palmerston North that kicks off the uh, the service all the way down to the uh, lower age representative tournaments as well across the country. So looking forward to on New Zealand and Broadcasting pushing uh, live streaming to new barriers this year.
0: Absolutely, mate. Tip of the cap on that one um, because, you know, I've seen the hard work that you've put in, you know, into this craft uh, behind the scenes, turning up to, the the park first thing to set it all up you know money out of your pocket to to get an extra ipad at center field or or down in front of us or or just the way it's growing and and thank you um to all the the volunteers that are also turned up for the ballpark broadcasting team over the over the years you know we can't we can't do any of that work and get any of these stats and put all any of these packages together to get even get considered to be in this position so everybody that's turned up for the team whether you've been swinging the camera as a or on first or third or being colour or play by play you know I uh, sing out sing out to you mate that's um, one of one of our favourites and mate just um, yeah just everybody this is this is a massive massive team thing for to get over the line, and we we would have been there anyway. I know you chop, you you sign up for anything, mate. But um, to have the recognition from Sopel New Zealand that they're going to look after you, bro, that's it's pretty special. And and and, and it's going to be even bigger than last. And we didn't even, I don't even think we missed the tournament last year, mate. So <laughs> imagine with the support. Ooh, let's go. Yeah, yeah, no, you're dead right. I, I, you did right, and you make a very good point there,
2: Damien. I think the 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 way that we intertwine with the the, the hosts. Uh, in each location, not just the host, but also just the supple community in each location, uh, and bring them on to the crew and give them a chance to, to be a commentator or to be a camera person or whatever the case they would like to, to take part. That actually makes the product so much better because it gives a personal touch to it. And, and of course, we've been uh, polishing it as we go and adding bits and features and all sorts of things, you know, that makes it as close to TV as possible. But the exciting thing for me and you is, um, I think, is that we actually have a vehicle, a true vehicle, to showcase
0: our game, not just in New Zealand, but to sponsors in New Zealand and around the world. Exactly, mate. And, um, you know... I look at a lot of those uh, sponsorships, and I know there's been a lot of hard work going in behind the scenes to make that happen. Like when it comes to getting those contract signs off, I couldn't imagine the headache that goes in with them. But um, you know, to have a product, you've got to have those highlight reels and, and that that kind of side of things. But for us, it's it's more more than that. It's been about getting it to the people, and I love seeing those messages over the years, chop um, of an auntie watching overseas you know watching watching the nephew or mum and dad that couldn't make it down watching at home and and the, and the amount of groups that get together and watch the nfc final or this final or that final uh from a pub streaming it from from facebook you know that's those are the moments that i've really cherished over the last couple of years but um now we're going hollywood no it's still about it's still about that grassroots eh Very much is, my friend. Talking about um, sharing the love, man, with uh, everyone around the country and that beyond the dugout merchandise shop open today, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know we love merch bro and um yeah I'd I'd, I'll represent anything if you put a badge on it (laughs) and uh, and it has a collar or a hoodie or a a cap on there and um, I'm just proud of what we've what we've done you know this is episode number 16 um I wear I wear the badge to school and the kids ask what's that and I'm like you know like how much I I spread how much I, I love softball and and love being a part of the game, and, and just, uh, I sit here as a fan with everyone that we've talked to, and I, I get to fanboy out when I edit about it, but um, now we get to pass that on, and hopefully, hopefully make a couple bucks while we're doing it, just to, just do what we do, and um, yeah, so caps, and we've got our coasters, so yeah, no, nah, awesome, it's exciting to have those, those up now, and and thanks to our mate uh, Paul at Dynasty for for putting us in um, in a deal to get this underway, so he's the one that was coming up with ways that uh, we could make some some dollars to recoup, if you will, <laughs> and um, here we are, our, our first first stock. Fantastic. Okay, so just recap on the two items so far. More to come on the merchandise
2: is the uh, Beyond the Dugout uh, stubby holders. Of course, with summer coming up, you're going to need a few of those to keep those beersies cold mm-hmm. while you're listening to the podcast and enjoying uh, with your friends. are only 5 bucks. Click on the button on, on uh, the website there, Facebook website, and you'll be able to order one there. Uh, now, the caps are not just any old ordinary caps. They're actually top of the line Richardson caps, right, Damien?
0: They sure are, mate. We we weren't gonna muck around with um, caps. We know ballers love our caps. Like oh, I've got one now, and and you've got one, and and I mean the the proper Richardson. You know, you go and performance caps, so you know you can wear it, wear it out during the day, and then go and train it in during the night. So um, <laughs> you know, it's so uh, if we're gonna do anything, mate, we're gonna do it properly, eh? So we got we got the best we could.
2: Fantastic. There you go. Just go straight to the uh, Facebook page. We'll be on the dugout. Click on the shop and you'll be able to shop away to your heart's content. So fantastic. Well done, Damien, and setting that up for us uh, this week, buddy. Awesome. Well, talking about this week, man, it doesn't get any better than the 2017 superstar from Waianui,
0: Joel Evans. Absolutely, Jola in the house a couple of weeks back. Um, uh, absolutely awesome to sit down and, and get his story and and how he came to be and what could have been as well. You know, so um, no, it's he, he's he's a he's a man's man of the game. Uh, he's a uh, uh, he's cherished top valley boy. So um, no, it's a, it was it was cool to to for him to say yes and, and come and talk on a level he's probably not all too used to or comfortable with, but he did for us and and I love him for it. Yeah, very cool. We'll obviously get into detail around that
2: 2017 World Championships that were held in Whitehorse, Canada, in the far north, where we got to that fabled game against Australia, that that Grand Slam against Adam Folkard. That's coming up in the podcast tonight, isn't
0: it? Oh, we're going to talk about that. All right, fair enough. (laughs) I'll tell you a couple of other things which will surprise you in tonight uh,
2: is they um, of course he's the golden child of Wainui and Mata and they we're also talking about possibly naming a street after him that's how much of a bigger deal uh,
0: Joel Evans is uh, down here the 04 absolutely no it's a growing metropolis over there so if there's if there's roads going in then Jola definitely uh should be on the list to maybe be considered you know i live in upper hut and i think we've got a corey jane drive or something like that so uh you know if uh anyone deserves a street after him and his and his upbringing then it's Jola. fantastic well there you go let's get to it it's joel evans on beyond the dugger let's go
2: Well, not many players have played over 100 games for the Golden Homes Black Sox, 67 official test caps, a coveted NSC title for Hutt Valley, and of course, that big Grand Slam in 2017 at the WBC World Cup. But it's Joel Evans that joins us here on Beyond the Dugget Couch. Joel, welcome to the Dugget.
1: Cheers, mate. It's good being here. Welcome, Joel.
2: Hey, mate. Dude, we've been looking forward to uh, having you in here at Beyond the Dugout because obviously 2017. But you're a good bloke anyway, man, and um, we just couldn't wait to to obviously grab you and get a little inside insight into what how how your life started, how your mind works, and you know what softball kind of means to you. So thanks for taking the time.
1: Yeah, no problem, mate. No problem.
2: Let's start from the get go, man. Uh, Nor here, Queer. Where are you from? What's your genealogy?
1: Um... Originally from Wainu Imara, still there now, Um, great place by the way. Um, Just
0: saying. Just
1: saying. Just just (laughs) saying, I'll throw that out there. Yeah, um, went to school in Wainu as well, Uh, ended up going to Wellington Boys College, Um, play football in the winter and obviously softball in the summer and yeah and I'm a digger operator as well.
2: Nice, got all the tricks in the bag. (laughs) Uh, dude, we talk about uh, and mata man what, what is it about going over that hill for uh, elite sports people in the o4 um I
1: don't know it's it, going over there is like um, like if I put it to like my football side of things like people coming over to Wainui, they actually dread coming over there you know because they know, know. <laughs> they know they know that the sports you know look, everyone over there we take it seriously um, whether it's social or not yeah um yeah we're a small community, and we pride, we have a lot of pride, a lot of pride in the uh, Wainui badge. So yeah, tough place to come if you're going to play sport.
2: Some big names have come out of there, for that. of course, our Definitely. friend Ken Laban. Jesus' has got to be the mayor of Wainui these days, just about. <laughs> and, uh, obviously, the Lomax brothers, you know, plenty of stars. You, your mate Rhys there were just tons of them. Athletes that have uh, not shown not just provincially, but nationally and internationally uh, as well. Waldron brothers,
1: they're from Wainui.
2: There you go. There you go. Yep,
1: mm-hmm. There's a lot. Umanga Jensens,
2: Umanga Jensens, Umangas.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nice. Weepus. Yeah.
2: There's quite a few, <laughs> dude. Um, we we talk about. Um, you were saying your upbringing, obviously uh, growing up in Wainu. You're still living in Wainu now, right? Bought a house there. Yep. Partner, couple of kids. Yep. You're kind of getting the sitting up shop there. There, Taylor, and and of course your uh, your lovely daughter, Amra. And, uh, and Cairo, only nine months old. Yep. How's the, how's the nappies going, dude?
1: Whoa. <laughs> only, only, only the Euro ones, mate. No, <laughs> not the number twos, mate. I don't touch those. <laughs> I try to stay away from them anyway. <laughs> but um, on the smelly side for me. Fair enough. gag there. <laughs> I, I still haven't touched a nappy, oh, bro. Stuff. Mm. Stuff. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: fair enough. Fair enough. I, uh, mate, I have three kids. I remember the, uh, uh, the first one. I'd wake up in the middle of the night, grab the baby, change it, bring in, bring in so she could have a feed in the middle of the night, then put the baby back into the cot, start the second night, maybe the odd day. And the third one, I'd wake up in the morning and say, oh, how was your night?
3: <laughs> 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 so this kind of changed as it goes.
2: Thank God for a loving woman, eh? <laughs> um, but you, you mentioned, um, before we talk about softball, some of the other sports you're involved with, and you've played football or soccer. Uh, For quite a long time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've I've played softball and soccer since I was four years old. I think it was the same year started those. Um, Enjoyed my football. Um, Yeah, when um, I got into college for football and then, yeah, sort of took a turn halfway through there and then ended up taking softball up. You were quite
2: serious with your football at that time, though, right? You'd you'd made the New Zealand under fifteen team, um, so you and you were knocking on the doors of the uh, the Phoenix Academy as well. So right in and amongst, them what what was that environment like in that type of code?
1: Um, it was tough. It was that's like as a kid playing in like f- like for football, it's more like you want to be a professional, and they actually take it like it's a bit different to softball. Yeah, um, there is a whole lot more players around and it's sort of at that stage um team wellington was sort of taken off and the phoenix had just started so it was more if you're in the click you're in if yep. you weren't yeah, then you're sort of out and unfortunately i wasn't in the in the click and yeah so softball was my path
2: well let's talk about softball you say you started at the ripe old age of uh under fours the Nui club what was it like?
1: Who was your coach? Um, I was, yeah, I started there obviously when I was young, four and dad coach, dad coach from day one. Yeah, um, I had Darren McVeigh who coached for a bit there. Nice. Um, had a couple of other coaches too, but Dad sort of ended up taking over all the time. I mean, yeah, you know, he's he's throwing through softball and. If uh, you don't know he'll tell you. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so But well, to be fair, Trevor uh reached some
2: great heights in his softball career and football career too, right? Mm-hmm. Um so does know a fair, fair bit about the game. what was it like though to 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 have dad as your coach and your dad?
1: Um stuff like but he taught me he taught me from a young age to that it's softball, that he's coach and then in the later years ended up in teammate. Oh. And so I got to a point really where I started calling him Trev. Yeah. <laughs> Not dad. You yeah. You know, so I mean, he's the type of person that doesn't treat anyone different.
2: When you asked him for twenty bucks was a yeah. double trip. Yeah,
1: how many beers are you want? <laughs> 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 but um yeah, he he's a he's a sharp shooter, you know, he um he's gonna call a spade a spade, yep. Regardless of your age as well. And, you know, there's two ways you can go about it. It's either take it on the chin or salt. And um Growing up, you know, we we did clash quite a bit at home and on the field and, you know, some home stuff coming to the softball side of things and football, and then likewise going home. Um, but, yeah, apart from that, it was, like, it was tough sometimes, but majority of the time, like, it was bloody good, you know, yeah. like, because like I knew where I stood as a player in his team and all the other teammates knew as well that, you know, I remember times I remember one time specifically I told him I remember I was going to I was going to softball with him. So like, dad today I'm gonna home run, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And um didn't quite go to plan. Yeah. So on their way home and he is ripping me. And <laughs> not you ever talk what you're gonna do? You don't talk, you don't it's like oh, shit, shit, shit. Next week, I'm not playing. I'm on the bench. Yeah. Everyone's like, Why aren't you playing? Why aren't you playing? Bloody truth told me that I talk shit, <laughs> so I'm on the bench. So yeah, so yeah, like it was tough at times, but I was grateful that he was actually there, you know. Yeah. And and a lot of us in Wainui were grateful that he was there too, because yeah. you know, like Wainui was a small place, and I got to a stage there where we'd have trainings Tuesdays Thursdays, and he'll be picking up the whole team and the old VK Holden <laughs> people out the boot, people out the windows, yeah, full car. Nice. So he did everything. Yeah, it was good.
2: Yeah, hard. Yeah. To be fair though, I hear you talking about your dad there and some of the things like, you know, telling you off for uh, spouting your mouth before a match. He's actually giving you life lessons there. It's not just about softball, isn't he? He's giving you life lessons and you know how to carry and conduct yourself and and uh, you know so that's um, you know something that you you don't get to learn easily and uh, so for him to do that,
1: maybe hard at the time it was
2: but p- but p- bloody well worth it, right?
1: Yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely, it's yeah. Like, like anything, like sports, life too, right? So, whatever you learn in sport, you're gonna you can put that into your life as well, and vice versa.
2: Yeah, hard, hard, without a doubt. Um, dude, infield is a position that we've known you to play, of course, second base for the uh, for the national side. But I also have seen you on the mound. Have you played that? Did you play that? Was your grown up?
1: Um. I like to think I was a pitcher, but Dad didn't think I was. So. <laughs> um Yeah, I did I did pitch a little bit when I was younger, but yeah. I always like I was bat boy with Dad's team of Hut City and Brad Baker, he was the pitcher at the time and Shane Doherty. Yeah. I always used to go up to him and go, Oh, how do you throw a rice ball? How do you throw a drop ball? So I'd literally just sit on the sideline, pitch, 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 even though I was an infielder. Yeah. Um but I wanted to do it all. I was like, you know. There's Aurice Casley and on Craig Wallace there, they're playing middle infield. Yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. There's Brad Baker. Oh, I can to pitch too. Yeah, yeah. So I did a lot of pitching like on the sidelines with them and not too much in games until I got a bit older and then I'd like literally be playing on in the infield and then like I do now, just come in and throw a couple innings and yeah. That's it. <laughs> nice. Well, what 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 is
2: your favourite like you've played a few different positions. What is your favourite position? Oh, I'd love to be a pitcher. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There'll be nothing better than telling a better to get in the box so I can strike you out. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I I've got about 30 Ks less than what I should have <laughs> to be able to do that, you know? So that's the there. Yeah, yeah. It'll be good if I, I could pitch yep. a bit quicker. Oh, a lot yep. quicker, but now infield's still good. Yeah. Love it. It's, it's all about the action. I couldn't play outfield though. Not only because of the arm, but. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. Yeah, I did yeah. not want to say that. Get, get a bit boring out there.
2: Yeah, 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 Some players need to be involved, eh? Mm. Yeah. Were you that type of kid growing up? Had yeah. to be involved in things? Yeah,
1: yeah. I was always ants in the pants kid.
2: What happens when you weren't involved in things? I was annoyed. I was
1: very pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was like even to the point of being bat boy, not really not not allowed to go on um on like trips with the boys. Yeah. I'd pack a up. I'd be a shitty little cat <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, so you, you mentioned it already there about being Bat Boy. We had a um, message come in from Scotty Suddenly uh, over in Aussie there, and he, he mentioned, well, fantastic on your career and plenty to go, but uh, uh, he remembers you as the Bat Boy in Hutt City uh, at the time. Yep, yep. I remember old Scotty. Um, I
1: remember he actually played for Aussie as well when he was with Hutt City. Yep. I remember playing at hot Tide Park and I remember giving him a bit of shit <laughs> in <young> a yeah. <laughs> young fella. But, um, no, yeah, it was good. Back in those days, they had, like, Hutt City had quite a, had a couple of guys from the States, yeah. or Canada, come over as well, makes yeah. these connections and whatnot.
3: Yep. Yeah.
1: And, um, yeah, it was a good, te- like, great team to watch, yeah. growing up, you know, like, yeah. learnt a lot of stuff, just watching, like, different cultures of softball as well, you know, like, they had a different style of play, compared to the Kiwis. So, even just being able to see that it was good too.
2: Growing up with your dad and being so experienced and a high level player, um, being able to kick it around with some of the other high level players, international players, whether they're from overseas or, or from our own uh, domestic season
1: and Black Sox players, and you know what was that like? Um, oh, it was, it was good. It was it was it was like a learning curve, you know, like you know, like even to this day, like speak about it but earlier it was the whole point of like softball was a family sport, right? So yeah. all the kids were around. And when you're around a group of people and that are that talented, you actually feed off it. Yeah. And that's why I think that I did quite a bit because to be honest, if I didn't have softball, if I wasn't around the ballpark I probably wouldn't play the sport. Yeah. Um but no, like being around the calibre of those players as a young kid, sort of looking up to it like that's where I wanna be at. Yeah. And then fortunate enough I got there and there was a f- few of them still there, you know, so, yeah, it was good. Even better if you can actually kick them out of their spot, but <laughs> they were getting a bit to, uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: um, Mate, you played at that Wainui up until about under-15s, then you moved uh, into the valley uh, to play for Hutt Valley, uh, Marist, um, first. Uh, when did when did things like rep softball start appearing for you, and an idea that you wanted to play rep softball?
1: Um, oh, from day one, really, Um. I always always wanted to play reps because it was it was always around. Um, I think thirteens. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, thirteens were in the reps, but it was like a whole group of us as well, so all mates. Um you had the likes of Bronson Marino, you had the likes of I was gonna
2: say who were your, your, your teammates growing up?
1: Oh, uh, well, we had like like Bradley Wardlaw, yep. um Bronson- oh, yeah, I remember Marino. yeah. Um Brad Shields was around then yep. as well. Sure um was Leon Hardy harder your age? No, he's a bit yeah. older. No, same age as me. Right about oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same age. Yeah, he was in the Junior Black Sox yeah. Yeah, squads yeah. with me. Yeah. yeah. He, um, yeah, so um, Tyson Byrne, he was in there as well. There's another guy from Wainu as well, James Brown, who's a brilliant catcher. But, um, yeah, he just, softball wasn't his thing. So. Yeah. 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 It's people like that that we miss out on in this sport as well that we need to try keep. Yeah. So, yeah, but we had... Like a good group of mates, and like reps. softball was the pinnacle, right, for us. Like the way we looked at it was if we're in the reps, it's one step closer to a New Zealand team.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, after Hutt Valley Maris, you move on to Hutt City, uh, and then, of course, we're going to get on to the Dodgers. But uh, as you are moving through those clubs and climbing the ranks and getting older and uh, different grades, who were some of the instrumental people that you were involved in around the game?
1: Um, obviously, one's the, my dad, but um, like Brad Baker, he had a lot of influence, as in, I just talking to me, softball facts. Yeah, um, same with Reese, Reese was a big influence as well. Um, Wally was Craig Wallace, he yeah, was the same. Um, yeah, it was just, I think, just being around those guys, like you say, you know, it was, it was just. So good to be around a bunch of guys that actually knew softball as well as good at the sport. Yeah. Yeah, so all of those guys. Darren Marino was another one too that I actually grew up and he coached me as well mm-hmm. with, with Dad. And uh, Lindy, Lindy Byrne as well, oh, Tyson's yeah. mum. She, yeah. she coached right through Hapali days as well with Oh, Dad. really? Yeah. She, she was sure actually did. a um, batting practice um, pitcher. No way! She threw Lindy through BP. Yeah, she got smoked Definitely. a few times, and she took it like a champ. Oh, I'll tell you I know she was really good too. It was, um, yeah, it was awesome growing up like, with that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mm.
2: ah, mean, breaking into the top side uh, was that Hut City or, or Dodgers Prems? Hut City, Hut City yeah. first day. Eh? Yeah. What was that like? And, and how old were you around that time? Uh, tsh-
1: I remember now, uh, probably 14, 13, 14. I remember going over there and I was at Havali Maris, played my last year of nine 19s as a young fella, though. Yeah. And after that, I didn't actually play. Oh, yes, I did. I, lie. <laughs> I did play uh, 19s for them, but I went to Art City, but it was the year of my juniors, yep, so I was trying to break into the juniors as a younger guy because it was every four years. So it was sort of like you're either going to make it with all these 18-year-olds or you're not as a 14-year-old or 15-year-old, you yeah. know. So those guys took me under their wing and they sort of gave me the game time that I needed at the top level of mm-hmm. Prem 1 softball, which at the time Prem 1 softball was probably a lot better than under-19s back then. Yeah. It? And um, I ended up getting shortstop position. And then there was me and Tyson Byrne up the middle, and yeah, I actually kicked out one of the other guys, old Charlie, Charlie Reed. Oh yeah, I remember telling yeah. he used to be at shortstop, and I remember he came up to me one time and he's just like, I'm going to give you an opportunity here to play in this position, only because you're going to a World Series. So I ended up playing it, and he didn't get his spot back. <laughs> <laughs> ended, up, ended up playing outfield, but um, yeah, and then after that, had a bit of a shoulder injury whatnot, and then... Went over to second base and Tyson jumped at shortstop. So.
2: A little closer to the throw away.
1: Yep. <laughs> little lobs, little lobs. What, what did happen to you having your shoulder? Oh, I don't know. I think well, I've had a lot of checkups on it. Yeah. But um, So there's there's no cartilage between the two bones now, so it's sort of. So it wasn't on. an injury? No, well, originally like, I think it was because I wasn't warming up as a kid. Right. You know, like get to the ballpark, you just yeah. want to throw, throw, throw. yeah, yeah. So um, so you think it came from throwing? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, it wasn't anything else. Like, I, yeah. a, I didn't play rugby or anything like that yeah. to get a knock. Um, yeah. But the other thing is, too, like, I, I started realising once I got a bit older with the pitching side of things, if I'd pitched, I'm not throwing after that.
3: Like, mm. yeah. It's
1: taking me four or five days to get over that. Yeah. So yeah. that was another thing, too. So I was trying not to pitch, but... Me old ants in the pants wanted to carry on pitching <laughs> your <know>, so. legs. <laughs> yeah, uh, But no, Even to this day, like I, guess I still get, I still get pains in there and stuff. And um, I just learned to work through it and do some workouts and whatnot just to prevent the pain. Yeah, really. Talking about workouts, but dude, we've got a, a video we're gonna play
2: here <laughs> of your uh, the setup in your man cave that you've got now, man. Took us a little bit through this.
1: Oh we got the old bench press bench press underneath the house. Come out there and we got uh all the dumbbells. I could probably only lift one of those, two of those. <laughs> a few boxing gloves there. And then uh, the leg press. And it turns into a little squat um squat rack as well. Nice. Bro, that's important for you? Yeah, I mean well for me with well football as well, like for the legs, I like doing a lot of leg work just for the explosiveness for Football Yeah And then it like With me Like with football It actually goes into Softball season as well Because the fitter I feel The better I'll play in softball Yeah Where Like I've had I've had like Half a season off Where I haven't done too much football going to softball And I just I feel terrible Yeah So like Yeah like doing this gym stuff Like uh, this year I've actually sit, Sit back a little bit On the football side of things So Get the gym all set up so that I can actually still work on stuff nice. at home, especially with the young fella now. Yeah, help out about all those homes. shitty nappies you gotta no, change. Wet ones, mate. <laughs> <it>? <laughs> Put a pig on your nose. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Some sunglasses. Oh, and the rest. <laughs> Take a go the test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um the first New Zealand side you make, is that the juniors?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was two thousand and six. No, two thousand and seven. Maybe we took a tour to Aussie. Yeah, and we played on uh, Blacktown. Yeah, it was. I thought I was in the MLB. Yeah, <laughs> first time going away, and you know, like yeah. with them. Like first time going overseas as well. Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. Well, for a sport. For oh, a yeah. sport. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh
2: you'd been on a plane Before that Oh yeah Okay i yeah. oh, just
1: checking Yeah Auckland Sometimes very <laughs> <Yeah>. It's <laughs> another <laughs> country That place
2: yeah.
1: Um, But yeah I think, I think we played you Actually on the build up To that Oh did you NPC I think oh, it was okay. back then Yeah yeah Oh At Lion Red Ballpark in oh, Auckland yeah. Did we give you hiding No you are just Alts in on a bunt Oh <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Wait a minute, they're all buns for yeah, me, it's, yeah, just, yeah, it's yeah. just, hey, hey, enough of that,
2: <laughs> fuck ya. <yeah. laughs> What's another bun? Was it Easter? Um, <laughs> uh, who was the coach of that team? This this was the tour to White Whitehorse, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. That was um, Darren Marino and Stocky. Gotcha. Paul Stockford.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, so you had the build-up tour to Australia, Blacktown and Sydney. And then how long, so was that like a year or two going into that? Or? Yeah,
1: so I think we did, I think it was three, two or three trips we did yeah. over there because it was a four year period from yes. the last one, I think the last one was 2004, yeah. something like that. And <clears throat> yeah, so we I think it was two or three times we went over there. First time we went over, smashed the Aussies. Yeah. Second time we went over, smashed the Aussies and they did a bit of homework and then I think the last time it was like, oh. So these guys are just bashing us now Yeah you know, But then they had a lot of guys That weren't there the first two times as well So They would have been working on other things Yep But Then we get to the World Series Off them in Whitehorse And we end up beating them there So Yeah hard Something worked <laughs> who, who was in the team? Um, some, of the, some of the athletes in the team with you We had the likes of Ben Anoka, Thomas Anoka Yep um, Callan Compain mm-hmm. Corey Tumu. Yep Bronson Marino, what else was it? Jamie Love. Yep. Uh, Jovan Hanley, Campbell Mark here Josh Cook. Yeah, you had a stacked team. Yeah, we did. We yeah, did. real good team. Yep. So yeah, and that's and that's a big thing with those guys as well. Like they've carried on and get to where they are now, and they've yep. gone and done bigger and better things as well.
2: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Hard out. So going to Whitehorse for your first time. What was your impressions of the place?
1: The cargo. <laughs> <laughs> the bumhole, It's yeah. bum a different spot, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, what about definitely. the sunlight thing? Well, that was that was very hard. Like the first time when we got there, like yeah. um, there was we were staying in like a, I think it's like a like a college dorm thing Up the back, right, up the back of um, where the fields were.
2: Yeah,
1: and yeah, it was just. I think we we're in two big rooms. And we we're all like on little air mattresses and stuff. Really, a bit different. Yeah, but yeah, it was like it was good. It was yeah. Good. but then the only good thing about over there, they've got real good curtains. Yeah, like right. you, you shut those. Yeah, it's night time, right? Yeah, so don't open them though, because <laughs> <laughs> it's midday all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, it's and crazy, yeah. eh? Oh yeah, yeah, couldn't live in that full time,
2: without a doubt. <laughs> um, you know what? What were some of the things? Obviously, in that uh, grand final, you played Argentina, and I oh, was at. No, no, we lost the semi
1: final. Oh yeah, the oh, semi-final.
2: Yeah, the semi-final Argentina, remember. but it was a it was a triple play to finish the game. Yeah, that Zero. was
1: that was in the pool play. Ah. That was in pool play against Argentina. They um they beat us. I think it was four three in the end, something like that. Yeah, and um yeah, they had a triple play to win the game against us. Triple. It was the first time they beat a New Zealand team too. So. Yeah,
2: that's right. I remember the celebration. I heard about the celebration oh, from here. I think it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> What's some of the things that you learnt though about playing internationally at that level um, that you think's
1: helped you with your career as you've pushed on? Um, I think it's more composure. I eh? like going to a, like a big stage. Like, that's, like that's, That wasn't a big stage at the time, but at the time I thought it was. Um, and well to me that's playing at the pinnacle, right, for your country at a World Series. And I just learnt from that was just to actually stay composed in situations um, and that's a big thing And then It also takes you back To like Sort of what Dad said to me as a kid You know The talk's cheap Sort of thing And um, Get into a position Where You're in control of it You know what I mean Instead of actually Talking about something Go and do it Yeah And the whole, whole composure thing Is if, if You're going to sit there and Talking about stuff What's the point In actually going and doing it <laughs> You're not going to yeah. do it Are you Yeah Yeah um, so yeah, big thing's just composure and that sort of stage. Yeah. Mm.
2: Fair to say the strength of your game is hitting and has been for, for a long time. When, when did you when did you find you you were becoming a hitter?
1: Um to be honest, I probably wasn't really a hitter at the genius. Um yeah. I was you know, I was still young, um, still finding my feet. Um made uh I think after I made the Black Sox in 2010 Like a call up I think Nate dropped out Or something I think it was only A week out Before I had to go And I ended up going And I was Overweight Terrible Like like I turned I remember I think I played Like four innings I remember One of the innings I come on We're playing Aussie And I was in shortstop Ball hit to me Fumble Pick it up Overthrow So (laughs) So then After that I was like You know what I've got to figure out what I'm better at. You know, is it fielding, hitting, or how can I get better at both of them? Yeah. So I think my first step was speaking, like, spoke to Reese, and I just said you know, what do I need to do and to get over the state, so play more more softball Yeah. at a more competitive level. end up going over there, playing with Bloomington. Um. Went on a bit of a fitness buzz over there while I was there. It was yep. just so damn hot, couldn't eat anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, I worked on my hitting quite a bit there, and I was over there, and Jerry, Jeremy Manley, he was yeah. he, he was living in Bloomington at the time, so I caught up with him quite a bit, and he did a lot of pitching to me, so he was actually training mm-hmm. for his ISCs, and I was hitting off him, and then I just started tweaking a couple of things with hitting, working on hitting an inside pitch, outside, you know, hitting it inside out, and all of a sudden I found that my hands were a bit quicker when I got home to New Zealand pitching. And, um, yeah, from there it was just, yeah, we'll just carry on with the sitting stuff and still work on the on my week stuff, which is the fielding. Yeah. But, like, to be honest, I'll probably do tri- three times more fielding than I would hitting. And that's just because I want to be better at that as well, you know. Yeah. So, especially this this time of my career as well, it's more just got to be able to do do it all sort of thing, you know, at a, at a, at a level that's international level. Gotcha. Even the dogs love you, mate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> david has got, how big is his Alsatians here? The what? And David's dogs. Oh,
1: crazy big. <laughs> what, uh, what are you feeding them, bro? You, almost, <laughs> as you walked in the door. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, he
1: jumped up on me, he was taller than me. Yeah, not that hard. was the big not, one. Not <laughs> oh. Fair enough
2: Dave, While well, you are talking about your hitting? We've got a video here of you in 2019 uh, Actually a real important match You're playing against Cuba uh, And no score in the game And uh, Cuba have actually They were like ranked like 26th in the world Or something like that going into the tournament But they were way better than that You put a good swing on this It's inside out as well So everyone's working out there that slam to center field, deep over the head of the center fielder, and it's over the fence. And Jeff Evans with the two-one blast gives New Zealand the two-nothing lead. Well, somebody call the dog pound because that puppy is out of the yard, and it's Joel Evans repeating again his feats from Whitehorse two years ago. He drives this time the other way, gets a hold of it, and that thing is not coming back.
0: Again, hands
2: extended, goes with the pitch on the outside part of the plate, and it just had enough mustard to creep over that outfield fence. And with Thomas Sonoka on second, it's a 2 nothing. Yeah, so Bud, a couple of questions around that, man. One, what's going through your mind when you're in a situation like that? And how do you make that swing so good?
1: Um, not a lot's going through my mind, to be honest. Um, it's probably more just... See the ball, hit the ball. Yeah. Um you know, like like you say, a home run is only miss hit line drive, right? So, um like with that, like you see there, like that inside pitch, that's the sort of stuff that I've been working on. Yeah. You know, and and that's not just, just before that world series, it has been from way back, you know. So and that's why you train, you know, for that stuff and it eventually comes out like that, you know, and you know, I don't think about that afterwards and go, Oh, it's because I did that training. It just comes naturally after all, you know.
2: Nice. Put it into all the product. Keep their mind clear.
0: Jola, what is that feeling? Wearing that wearing that jersey, putting a ball over that fence. What's that feeling like?
1: Um, It's a proud feeling. Yeah. Like it's, it's yeah, it's it's proud. It's like all your hard work, you know. You, you hit a home run. You're doing it for the boys. You're doing it for your country. You're doing it for everyone, you know. That's mm. at home. Um... Yeah, at the time you don't really think about it too much to be honest, like you're just playing softball. You mm. And you put yourself in that situation, it's it's more you're just playing at home with the boys. Yeah. You know? And stuff happens like that and eventually it blows up on T V or whatnot and all of a sudden you're oh, it was something, you know? Yeah. Like it's too hard to describe when you're actually out there. You don't think about that sort of stuff. Mm. Even thinking about it now is like I was playing the game of softball, guys, when yeah. it was on about like you know, like don't get me wrong. Playing for my country is just like something I've always wanted to do, and now that I'm there, it's it's been bloody great. Like dreams.
0: Yeah. yeah. Follow up question: How do you feel being associated with Chopper and that catchphrase forever now?
1: <laughs> I think he loves it a bit more than me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's what it is. It's what it is. On a T-shirt. Let people. <laughs> Let people talk.
2: It's all right. Fair enough <laughs> He'll go
1: half For the profits Of the tissue yeah, 100% That'll keep you happier <laughs> um, uh, uh,
2: uh, To be fair though uh, Damien's a good point You know When you're hitting home runs Dude Obviously you've hit A number of home runs For, for the Black Sox Actually 14 in fact Through your whole career um, But um, When a teammate Hits a home run How does that feel for you?
1: Awesome Yeah Real good um, Yeah Someone else hits a home run it's more a relief like it's it's not so much the home runners. it's more the fact that we got points on the board yeah. you know like we're out there you know we're not out there just trying to hire home runs everyone's we're not trying to home run home runs we're tr- we're out there trying to score runs right yeah. mm. manufacture runs if we had a home run it's a bonus um and you know you get people that are hot on days and you get people that aren't yeah and more satisfaction of someone hitting a home run is probably someone that's been struggling you know because we're all there because we've been selected as the top players in New Zealand, so none of us are shit. Yeah. Like true that. The coaches are right. So yeah. if someone's not hitting a home run it's not because they're shit. Actually, yeah. Lala says you're shitting. <laughs> so, <laughs> a bit of level that way, right there. Lala. He's just got concrete hands. That's how that ball, mate.
0: Does Lala talk shit? Wait, what? No, no. Like him? Doesn't
1: sound
0: like. Him. <laughs> he can't run though.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa! We had well, we've had a question. That's coming a great about segue. Anyway. <laughs> so there was a question that came in. One of your teammates. Now what's he? And he wants to know who's the fastest around the diamond or in a sprint race. You, Lala, and who's the third?
1: Probably Isaac Fletcher or someone. Yeah, like that's it. right.
2: Isaac Fletcher. Yeah. <laughs> Who wins that race? Me. <laughs> Hands down. If we ask Lala, who's he going to say?
1: Um. <laughs> if you ask Isaac, he's going to say <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, we need to sort this out. <laughs> I think we do. I think we need a beyond the dugout sprint race.
0: Got a field out there. Oh, yeah. Got yeah, a rugby field in the
1: backyard. Ahead. All right. Now it can't be straight line though, because they've oh, no got the advantage lines. with that heavy head falling <laughs> forward, mate. You know, he's got to catch up to their head. <laughs> fair, fair we're sitting there during enough. the
0: season. Um,
2: uh, just last thing on the home run, um, dude. When you were up to the plate. Are you thinking home run? Are you trying to hit a home run? No,
1: nah, like I was saying before, no, it's um, it's to be honest, I'm just in there trying to hit the ball, yeah. Do my do my job really like runners on? I want to just move move my runner. Um, yeah, I think home run. Like you get you get some pitches that you're like, oh, yeah, that's me. I'm going to get a good piece on this, but yeah, a lot of the times it's more working yourself into a good at bat, and then just line drives working on line drives, yeah. hitting the ball hard. When you say work yourself into a good at bat, what do you mean? Um, so like when I go into the batter's box, I'm looking, you know, if I see the pitcher's got a good rise ball on it, but it's starting and chest height and rising above, but people are chasing it. Yeah. You try to stay away from that stuff and you look at their pitches that are actually their weak link. So you're looking at their weak link and that goes back to like your training as well. Like you work on hitting rise balls, drop balls, change ups, um, so when you get into situations where you see a pitcher, he's got a weak link, that's what you're right. looking for, you know. So working your counts, it's really, you know, if I'm going in there, I'm not going to be swinging the first pitch, even if it is that pitch, yep. you know, because you're always going to get it. You're going to get another one if you stay off the other stuff. Um, yeah, so it's, it's more just getting in there, working the pitcher as well, getting him a bit more tired in your at-bat, have him thinking, and then see that pitch and... Get a good swing on it. Get some good wood on
2: it. Nice.
0: Do you have any rituals when you go into your bats?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm very superstitious. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Yeah, So i got to put my left batting glove on, right batting glove on, then my helmet. Are you telling the truth? We'll take the mickey here. 100%.
2: Yeah? 100%. Every left, time. Right, right, start again. What is, what's the ritual?
1: So I put my left hand batting glove on first, Yeah. then my right hand, Yeah. then my helmet, and I go up to the bat, grab the bat. Give it a little bit of a spray off the old belt grip or a bit of stick, or whatever mm-hmm. we got. I never have my own stuff, I always borrow everyone else's yeah. <laughs> <And then>, easily. <yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah And then yeah, and then that's it from there, like I'm sweet from there, but I've like I've done it different before and shit's just turned bad. Karma. Oh bad karma. <laughs> and like and in my mind, I'm like, holy shit, what the hell's happening right now? I know what it is. I put my right-hand batting glove on before my left. Oh, Same wow. with, like, football as well. I yeah. put my left left boot on before my right. That's weird.
0: Same with cleats?
1: Yeah, everything. Like, it's it's wow. crazy. Like, it's crazy.
2: Okay. You haven't had, like, killer virgin chicken and <laughs> <laughs> uh, dance around fire three yeah. times or <laughs> something. Of, <I> <laughs> uh,
0: last question on the batting from me anyway. Um how do you block out all the, everything going on? We you know, you've been in some big moments, Joel. But how do you, how do you, how do you just block out that noise? Everything else going around you?
1: Um, you don't really hear it, to be honest. Like, well, I don't anyway. Like, I'm too focused on what yep. I'm doing. Um, you know, we're there for each other in our country, obviously. But whoever else is around you sort of just goes, ends up tunnel vision. It's right. you versus the pitcher pretty much um, And that's the way I think it should be You know like if For any young fellas out there They want to Do well in the sport Just block everything else out And just concentrate on You versus the pitcher You don't want someone else beating you mm. You're in the sport to be competitive right So If i got to beat him For my team to win Then I'm going to make sure that I beat him Yeah You know and then The next guy If he's got the same attitude You're gonna have a team that's gonna do pretty well. Nice, Mm. it's good advice
0: right there. Yeah, having that mentality of "I'm gonna beat you," not "I hope I don't get out." Yeah, yeah. I think that's different mentality there. Yeah,
1: I think that's a big thing too with with kids these days is the is the fear of failure. I don't want to fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I'm gonna look like a dick. I'm gonna look like this. I'm gonna look like that. Where, like, it's it's sport. It's life, right? You're always gonna look like a dick sometime in your life. Yep. Like Yeah. Embrace that stuff, you know? And Absolutely. like if I'm gonna go in there and strike out being my best, then on that day that pitcher's got the better of me, right? Mm. So but then you go back you think about it, like in between that bats you work on it, ask so many teammates, and what do I do different? Yeah. And that goes back to the whole superstition thing as well. Where you put your right yeah. glove on.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. I'm not doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> put your fingers up. That's yeah. your hand. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: that's cool. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. You know it's what? If done. I could roll back the years and uh, play again, I would hide his left-hand bidding yeah. up. <laughs> I wouldn't
1: bet, mate. I wouldn't bet. Because I look like a golf player. Is it all right, boys? All right, got Joel
2: today. He can't hit. He's going to leave town and left. fuck him. <laughs> 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 um, dude, you, you talked about your first year at the ICs with Bloomington Sticks, and you went on a bit of a uh, fitness buzz. Now I've actually uh, had the pleasure of seeing some of that from you uh, being down at Fraser Park early. This is a number of years ago now. Uh, early on, on some days with certain things, and I've caught you running the stairs, or maybe late at night uh, running the stairs of the uh, grandstand at Fraser Park. And is that something that you've you've always tried to do, or, and why do you do that?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that's that's one of the things that I did when I come back from the states. <clears throat> was running the stairs. I ended up doing that. I ended up just going a bit of a mental prick on it, to be honest. I, uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd go there in the morning before, because I actually only worked just around the corner from Fraser Park mm-hmm. at that time with Mike Telfer. And, um, yeah, so I, I'd go there before work, run the stairs, and I'd do it 30 times. and then I'd, So I'd do 30 times up, and then 30 setups, ups 30 press-ups before work. And then as soon as lunchtime hit, I had half an hour. So I'd quickly drive down there, do it again, and then straight after work as well. So that was a bit intense back then. <laughs> like I wish I could do it now too, but just too much stuff on my on my plate at the moment. So I would try to do different things now. Yeah. And obviously, the grandstand's going. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Well, you got the gym at home now too. so yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, things yeah. Yeah, a different way. But but it was important, not physically, but also mentally.
1: Yeah, mentally, like because there are like, like for me, if I do like I was saying if I don't play my football when I'm not fit And I'm mentally stuffed as well as physically.
0: Um so you hundred or nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah,
1: much, yeah. pretty much. So so long story short, since I've been playing international softball from juniors, I've got to keep the mind going with fitness and whatnot. So yeah. like I've always prided myself on on fitness. Like it's a big thing. Yeah. And I know softball you don't do a lot of running or anything like that, but the biggest thing for softball is you go to tournaments. You're playing three, four games a day. It's you know, taxing. You want you want mm-hmm. your mind to be the same mindset. You know your body might not hold up, but if you can push through it with your mind, and the fourth game of the day or third game in the day, the same as what you were in the first game, then you're gonna be sweet, right? Nice. And yeah. that's and for me, my way of that is running. You know, I I'll, I I'll, I'll push myself. I I run the one or hill. Know, every now and then, at the moment, but because of football, obviously, I've got a lot of training that I do with that. So, yep. like, one thing with like hill running and all that sort of stuff, you get to a point where your legs start hurting, mm. and same with stairs. Yeah, your legs start hurting. Yeah, yeah. And you always start. You Dude, know. I could only do that twice in my <laughs> thirties. Like, yeah, we, yes, yes. Right so you, you get to a point where you're like, I want to stop, I want to stop, and then yep. you just keep thinking, like, okay, if this is the World Series or if this is a final, of, am I just going to stop? No I'm not So why would I stop here In my training You know Finish your training It's the whole thing like You see a finish line Don't walk past it Run past it You know what I mean um, And that's always been A big thing for me And that And that did get driven Into me from My dad as well um, He loves his fitness yeah. He still runs now And he's Bloody yeah. 60 years old mm. Probably needs to slow down A bit to be <laughs> but, but no yeah, So Yeah that's a massive Thing for me And I think it should be A massive thing in softball As well Yep yeah. You know, um, you know, a lot of people say you don't do running, you don't need to do that. But realistically, it's more mindset. Yeah. You know? yeah, Mental conditioning, eh? Yeah.
2: yeah. And you're getting the added bonus of yeah, getting in good shape yeah. as well at the same time. But you then went on to play a couple of years for the uh, Kitchener-Horman Twins, big organisation based in uh, Ontario uh, there. What was that like, dude? Because that was a step above Bloomington.
1: Um, yeah, that was... It was crazy, actually. Um, We... um, Oh, I played in there with with Freddie Turkelson, um, Valdemar Turkelson. Uh, Romy was in there as well. Um, And a bunch of the Canada boys as well. So, it was actually my first time playing with international players from another country as well. Um, And I actually picked up quite a bit of things off them as well. You know, um, they... You know, the way they play as well and I could incorporate it into my game as well. Yeah. Um so yeah, it was it was a very good experience. Where yeah, just it was a it was a big learning curfew, you know. So enjoyed it. Two thousand
2: and fourteen, uh you mentioned two thousand and ten, you got a quick snap at the Black Sox, but two thousand and fourteen you really debuted for the for the Black Sox. Do you think playing in the States helped you prepare for that?
1: I think it did. Um, and I think it was like it's pretty weird because, yeah, playing the softball in the States was good for me because I played a full year before I got selected. Yeah. But um, it was like back to the fitness as well. Like once I lost a bit of weight and, you know, chopped some KGs, I actually felt better about playing as well because, you know, you play for a whole year round you sort of get bored of it. Like, well, I did anyway. I was, yeah. I was like, but. 'Cause I was fit as well from it, I actually got the the want again, yep. to be around and then getting named in the team in two thousand fourteen was like, All right, that's what we need to do now. This is all you've done to get here, now you gotta stay here, so your standards gotta get higher and higher, you know? And just keep nudging the bar up.
2: Nice, nice. Um, dude, on that and I don't wanna breeze past this, uh Making the team in 2014. How did you find out, and you know who gave you the call?
1: Um, I got a phone call from Brutus. He, uh just he gave me a call and just said, "Oh, you've made the Black Sox squad." At that time, I was in the team. Um, we got a fit, we got a camp coming up, and when he said it was at Trentham I was like, yes, yes. fitness." <laughs> <laughs> I've been running. I've been running for the last nine months. I'm good to go.
0: Sure, it wasn't TMP though. It was the army camp, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the army camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, I think we did like, yo-yo tests, and then like I think it was like one of the longest days things they do. But I think it's only for like the the new entrants, people that come into it. I'll tell you what, <laughs> those guys—the way they were yelling at us—I felt like punching a few of them, <laughs> even though <laughs> even though we were stuffed. I mean, but that's character building too, right? Like yeah. That, that yeah. Was, uh, and that's some of the stuff that we actually pride ourselves on with the Black Sox is the character building.
2: Nice, mate. You touched on. We've got a photo here of you and your dad uh, a couple of years back, uh, playing <laughs> more p- than a couple, playing for the Dodgers. Dude, dude um, one one. What was it? What was it like to play with your dad? And, and dude, how young are you there? Um,
1: state stated that here. probably <laughs> 17, 18. probably eighteen then. Yeah. Um. Yeah, playing with him it was, it was different, especially when you're starting and he wasn't sometimes, yeah. you know, yeah. or vice versa. Yeah. Um But yeah, I think that photo there was actually after we won the Club Nationals our first year of Dodgers, and that was, it was real good, like, actually both of us being players and yeah. winning the Club Nationals title yeah. together was, yeah, but like, like I said as well, you know, he's still a teammate there, you know, as much as he's my dad, Yeah. you know, we're We talk shit about it at home and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's more (laughs) teammate. Can't see him as dad in a softball uniform. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. nah. Teammate.
2: Yeah. So, Brutus gives you the call. You go to your first training camp. We're all talking about leading into the uh, 2015 World Cup. What was happening in that lead up going to the...
1: Personally or... Yeah, for the the team. team. Um... It's quite a bit going on actually because they just come out of the two thousand and thirteen yeah. World Series and it's got changed to two years, obviously. Um so I think a big thing was that coming into an environment where there were still guys there from the last World Series that had just won one, it was sorta of getting the new guys into that what was it like that winning attitude of, yeah. we're going there to win yeah. again. But at the same time, we needed to realise that we had to go win it. Yeah, we, It wasn't gifted to us. So, um, well,
2: well, There's a good point there, Joel, because in 2013, a whole bunch of legends retired from the Sox. Jared Martin, Thomas Market, Daniel Milne, just to name a handful of the guys, Rhys Kaisley, that stepped away from the socks, so it was a new breed coming in. Sure, there was a couple of old heads left in there to kind of guide the ship, had Rona, Nathan Nukunuku and the likes. You know, what did they teach you guys coming into the into the uh, into the Golden Homes Black Sox?
1: Um, I think a big thing is that they actually welcomed us in. Like, um, yeah, it was more. Effect of us, us, new guys going in there. Actually, it was it was like the unknown, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they actually made us feel a bit, a bit more welcome than what we expected. Yeah. Um. And it ended up ended up being like you know like we ended up brotherhood you know um to the point where we're going into battle, you know this is what's happening this is the way of the Black Sox this is how it's going to go you know and then I think with the uh, with the group of guys that made that team that, um, that replaced pretty much the old heads, the mm. veterans, um, we sort of had to take it on, on our chins ourselves as well with yep. the fact that we had to step up as well. Yep. So there was no bullshit excuses, so to say. Um, you know, you, you tend to like, – there's a lot of people that do tend to drop into bullshit excuses for certain things. And that was another big thing too, like um, regional trainings yep. was – you're in the squad, you get to that, we're going to a World Series to win. Hard. You know, so that was another big thing as well. It's not, there's no options. It's, you're in, we're going one direction, we're all going together. You know, if you don't want to be in that direction, then see you later.
2: Is it true that the playing staff keep each other accountable too?
1: Yep, yep, 100%. Um, Like, yeah. Like, for me, like, I contact... I contact some of the boys every now and then, even if it does after a beer or so or you yeah. know, whatever. Just to catch up, you know, to just yeah. see how they're going. Um, to this day, like you know, you've been around them, you know, you go away for with them for a whole month. You know.
0: If you don't like them, you
1: better learn to to like them, you know. Yeah. Like <laughs> especially if they're your roommate, Campbell Winoka for example. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it's a good environment like where where Everyone is accountable for what you do, like, if you're going to, like, back to the shit talk, if you're going to say you're going to do something, bloody make sure you do it. Like, if you don't, then who's to say you're not just bullshitting the team just to be there anyway, you know, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's a very good tight-knit culture that probably needs to stay that way, you know what I mean, closed doors, Yeah, which is good. Yeah. Nice, nice. Thanks for
2: the insight, man. That's, uh, we appreciate that for sure. <laughs> but you, you you opened the door when you said Caesar Campbell <laughs> and yeah. Oka. What's he like to go on tour with? Um, of course, we had his podcast yeah. a couple of weeks back now. But, yeah, interviewing was he him like, was funny. Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> did he talk? Yeah, he I mean, did. We made him.
1: Yeah. 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 He wanted, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh.
2: No, he got a whole list from his grandmother.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah <100% laughs> Did you ask for some food, T? some good food out there.
3: Look,
2: he told me he taught you how to tie your shoelaces.
1: Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't bunny rabbit ear my, tie, my shoelaces. <laughs> what so he, what? Two what does bunny, he do? Two bunny rabbit ears, yeah. crossover and tie. That's how he ties them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> tie he them tell you why?
1: Oh, he reckons... <laughs> 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 so he reckons that he never got taught. <laughs> but Ben and Tommy did So he had to figure it out himself <laughs> Hey look As long as they stay tight money, money
2: harder? Yeah oh, sure it's harder like,
1: Well I've tried it Yeah Feels like I'm back at school <laughs> I can't do that oh so yeah. him,
0: just,
1: get, just get shoes without laces Get on straps Falco <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get the Falco words.
2: Oh gold, gold. <laughs> um, Well dude Um those moments, you know, you, you talk about with your teammates and the Sox, You know, what I mean, what is it like to tour the Sox? What is the culture like?
1: Um, it's good. It's a, yeah. it's like it's like actually being away with your mates, like yeah. playing playing um, playing softball as well, obviously. But like, you actually do everything as a unit. You yeah. Know? Um, if you're gonna go to the shop, you go as a group. Yeah. Know, we we do everything together to make sure that. Like everyday life, while we're away, we're doing it as a team, mm. which transfers to the t- to the field, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just it's fun. Like everything we do is fun, you know. Whether we're at the motel, play game of cards, whatnot. Yeah. Or if we're out on the training it's field. When Lala's
2: know? kicking your ass
1: in Yuka. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's not too. He's a, he's not too bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's a compliment. That's the only <laughs> one he's getting <laughs> um but yeah so like, we do a lot of like fun things as well like when we're when we're actually training we we train hard, but we enjoy it, so the enjoyment comes from us training hard as well um yeah, just everything that we do together is is real good it's like it's like going away off your family
0: nice mm. nice who brings the guitar? no one. No one these days
1: I actually haven't seen The guitar Who does the singing Uh, Oh Oh Hazelnut Reckons he's got a bit Of singing in him Yeah Oh he's more of a dancer I was going to say he has got the the moves He's got got some Tommy Tommy's got the dance moves You have to ask him Bro what do you bring To the table (laughs) (laughs) I don't know Senior already now (laughs) (laughs)
2: 2015 you go to um saskatoon it's your first world cup at the senior level bro how did that feel for you
1: um way different way different to juniors oh yeah 100 percent different to juniors um it was kind of weird because we all turned like we, when we first turned up there we had the opening ceremony and we actually hadn't been around anything at that stage and we'd just come in i think our game <clears throat> was after after the ceremony. Against Argentina I think it was And um Yeah I remember turning up And every team's looking at you It's like What are these guys looking at <laughs> And I You know put one on one together So like, oh, yeah, We're the world champions New Zealand teams The world champions Not us But um Looking at that It's like That's a lot of pressure When everyone's looking at you And expects you To win every game To be the best every game Um <clears throat> and that was that was like another learning for me as well. Was if you want to, you know, like if you're going to win a World Series, you got to be the best, right? Um, even though everyone's looking at you in that circumstance, you just got to put all that to the side and concentrate on what you're there to do. And then, you know, feed off feed off the boys you're there with, and in the older heads as well. Like that World Series. I think we went through some tough times with um pitches and yeah. whatnot and yeah, yeah. you know, we had some young younger or first time pitchers, whatnot and um Heine came through very well for us in that World Series and um it was like looking at things the way he you know, like he, the way he did his stuff at an international level, it was like that's what we need to be doing as a team, you know, like I think yeah, just looking at the older heads Situation in that situation was a big thing because yeah. it was like you know, it's so sound, it probably sounds weird saying this, but it's like it's like looking at mum and dad when you're unsure of something, you know what I mean? It's that's what it was like, yeah, just looking at the people that have been there before, God, and yeah, because yeah, it's like little fish getting dropped in a big pond when it's your first world series, yeah, yeah. especially starting as well. Like, I started that first game and I was nervous, like, yeah. And I'm not normally one to get nervous, and it was like, oh, all these Canadian fans screaming at you. It's a big
2: grandstand there too, right? Yeah,
1: you're not even playing Canada. Yeah. It's like, you're in Canada, Canadian fans there, your first World Series, you're playing against Argentina. (laughs) You're getting reamed. It's like, whoa.
0: How do I block this out? Yeah, I was just about to say you didn't block them out. Yeah,
1: yeah. How do you block this out? So, you know, it's all steps to get... To where you want to be with stuff like that, you know, and that's that was a that was a crazy World Series. Like, yeah. yeah. But when,
2: you, when you're under the like, and that that ex- right there at that point, those examples where you are feeling nervous, where you are feeling unsure about things and how to cope with the situation, who did you turn to?
1: Uh, I don't really turn to anyone as such. Like, I'm not a guy that actually goes and approaches people too much. Like, I'll sit back and. I just think, like, for example, playing, playing that, those games there, and if I ever got nervous, I'd sort of just sit back, think to myself, okay, you're playing at home in front of people, you know, just play f- softball, you know. Um, yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. I don't really, yeah, don't really talk to too much people about nerves or anything like that. I just. All for myself, sit back, take yeah, a bit of time, back. process, yeah, 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 classic, well, here, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but that's and that's and that's yeah, that's just been my attitude since day one, since I was young, probably. And I was, I wouldn't normally actually go approach people about things unless it's the older fellas, yeah. about softball, yeah, learning softball, not nervous side of things and all that.
0: Was there anyone that put out their hand and kind of said, I'm oh, here if you need me, kind of thing? Yeah, they all
1: like. That's what, that's what we're all about with the Black yep. Sox, you know, it's, living well, even in life, you know, like, if we've played, you know, in the Black Sox, you're part of the Black Sox, you're always part of the Black Sox, right? Yep. Um, so that's a big thing with them as well, is that you don't actually, someone doesn't have to come up to you and go, I'm here if you mm. need it, it's, I know you're here if I need it, you know, so... That's another thing too, so probably on my my side of things, I'll probably go there if I'm just about to blow up, like, yeah. oh shit, I don't know what I'm doing, oh, blah, blah. all right, now i go talk to someone, but if it's, if it's nerves in there, I sort of sit back, just recompose myself and then go from there. I like doing stuff assessment. my way, yeah, I like doing yep. stuff my way rather than, you know, last last resorts yep. actually going to someone else yep. <laughs> for me.
2: Mate, you've been on the New Zealand side now seven years uh, and still got plenty of time uh, to go on the and the Golden Homes Black Sox, who do you, who would you well, who would you say out of the playing staff were people that um, you felt were whether it be advice or just be inspirational to your game?
1: Um, it's a tough
2: one. Um, I mean, let's flip it. It could be the hitting side yeah, or yeah, the yeah. feeling. Yeah. Take um, a
1: pick. like for me. Like I like I only played a couple of tournaments with him. It was with like Donnie watching yeah. Donnie. Like like I said, like I always watch instead of ask or whatnot or hear from people. So I always watched Donny and his batting like his batting and all that sort of stuff, and the way he hit. Um, not only because of the gangster his batting stance, but um, just the way he hit as well. Like, like he ended up being a guy that. He steps in the bed as well. No one wanted to pitch to him. Yeah, um, and that's something that I looked up to, to try be, you know. Um, and then yeah, well, fielding was one that I always watched was Roman Gabriel, you know. Um, fuck, he was quick. Yeah. You know. and that's what I, you know, I'm not, I'm not the quickest guy, but I'll try, work my ass off to get to any ball. And um, yeah, I did a bit of work like Reese growing up. He helped me quite a bit with like position, positioning, and same with Wally, with positioning on knowing batters and actually just getting clued up on players around the world as well once I got to the international stage. Being an intelligent player? Yeah, yeah. And even Nate, Nate, he helped me out quite a bit in 2015, just before 2015. Yeah. And after that, obviously, just with, like, just little, like, minor things, like, just... If you dive for a ball, you don't always have to stand up to throw. Learn learn to throw a different way, you know, off the ground or yeah. different angles, you know. And, you know, you see that in his game quite a bit. He yeah, throw a ball randomly yeah. and you like, what the hell? Yeah. But it works, you know, it yeah. works for him. But, you know, I didn't do exactly the same as what they would do. I'd just pick things out of each player that I've spoken to, you know, and just, or watched, and just put it into my game and see how it works for me. And that's pretty much the only. That's the way that I've actually got inspiration from other players and greats that have come through the sport. Was
0: yeah. there anyone in there that you were just excited to play with?
1: Um, no. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent, no. I'm like, I love I love playing with fallen, like, yeah, in the yeah, team, that's what like, you meant, like, yeah, 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 you like, everyone, yeah, yeah, like, in the black Sox, playing with the black Sox, I love it, yeah, but. I've never actually sat there and gone, hmm, I'd love to play in the same yeah, yeah. team as that guy. Right. You know, I'm not the type of guy like i I'm the type of guy who wants to be in a successful team. There's no standouts in my team, you know what I mean? Right. Like everyone's just as good as each other. Like, it's good it's great playing in the in a team that's so experienced and athletic, so to say, in softball. Um but yeah, I've never really sat back and actually gone gotcha. to play playing their team. Nice. Excellent, bud.
2: Excellent. Dude, let's uh, fast forward to uh, your second trip to Whitehorse on the lead-up uh, with the Black Sox. Um, you know, you come off uh, the silver medal in Saskatoon a couple of years before that, as we were just talking about, um, against Canada, and then, um, to be fair, warm-up tour through Vancouver, British Columbia, um, oh, Canada were all over you.
1: Yep, they were, Um, yeah after that 2015 we had a big chip on our shoulder and I think the moment got to us in that build up when every time we played them it was like we're out for blood and it didn't come off the way, you know, the way we were playing against them didn't come off the way we wanted it to, Um, you know, we, we obviously sat back, had a look at the way we played and the way they played and whatnot, but. Yeah, things just didn't click in that in that warm-up tour, you know, and then just before the World Series, we got together and figured a few things out and went from there and seemed to work.
2: Sure did indeed. So, second trip back into Whitehorse, you'd been there before as a junior, uh, many years before that. Bro, what was it like coming back to Whitehorse the second time? Um,
1: like going back to Invercargill the second time. <laughs> 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 Wait um, a minute
0: People go back but, a second time
1: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> But, but um, No it was I think Going back the second time Was more More familiar Yeah It's like It's like going to another place In New Zealand for a second time you Yeah know, yeah. Like you're more familiar With the place and the, and the good thing about it Was that Majority of the guys That were in that team Were there in 08 as well Yeah So We actually All of us We were like Bro remember this Bro remember that Yeah yeah and it was like yeah, yeah, you know, we all we knew where we were, we knew how it was, we knew what the weather was like, we, like the times and all that, and the sun, and yeah, I think I think it was, yeah, you know, that World Series, everything was on place, yeah, you know, and it was it was crazy. Got <laughs> a very efficient uh, manager at the time, Jaden
2: Warmer. What was he like with the with the uh, with the team?
1: Um, Jaden, he's he's another of fish when it comes to managers. He um. He's a guy that, you ask something of him, he's going to do it for the team, yeah. regardless. Um, didn't get too involved in what we were doing as a team, like, softball-wise. But whatever we asked, it was it was there, you know, like, he had everything lined up. And I think that's a big thing to being successful at a World Series as well, is coming from, like, management side of things, is that everything's got to be falling into place at the right time, the right way for the players to be in the right head space as well because the last thing you want is players worrying about off field stuff you know especially for a world series hard out
2: luckily for me I was able to get to uh, to Whitehorse to experience uh, the way you guys played uh one Firstly, you didn't have to have an airbed to sleep on, so that was good for a starter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but the other one was I remember um, uh, that it, lovely, lovely town, sure, country town, um, uh, gold country area. But but um, but the weather wasn't the greatest through the tournament either, man. At one part there, it felt like Invercargill.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think it was the Canada game we played. Mm. We yeah, it was in rain in stuff, right? torrential rain. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> harder. Yeah, I think that worked in our favour too. To be honest, um, and that was a that was a that was a big turning point for us as well when that weather was like that. Yeah, because we looked a lot, the way we looked at it was like, well, at home we'd play in this, you know, yeah. until we got called off. So let's just play how we play at home, you know, just yeah. keep going, keep going, keep going, you know, and. when we're playing canada for example they they didn't know how to play in that sort of thing um so i think that was that was a big turning point for us where we sort of look back on ourselves of what we do at home and put it on the other side of the world on the diamond and go okay let's just play how we would be playing at home
3: yeah
2: joel evans 2015 Saskatoon first World Cup to Joel Evans in two thousand and seventeen World Cup,
1: different guy. Yep, yeah, hundred um, percent. Probably more on the knowledge of of World Series as well for for men's World Series, um, and and how to look after yourself as well as a as a player at these World Series. Um, what do you mean by that? Oh, just little things like. 2015 probably just being young, young and inexperienced about the whole ten day World Series. Yep. So, you know, like I was saying, with the fitness side of things and mental side, but I didn't look after my body as in like um, muscle fatigue and all that sort of stuff. Where mm-hmm. 2017, where we had um, poorly.
2: Yeah,
1: witch think, doctor? Yeah, and we um we. You know, I think as a unit, we actually utilised them pretty well which yeah. to the point where we had guys, you know, bookings, 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 and um, yeah, like we actually looked after us. I was same with myself, you know, myself, I took a lot of pride in getting myself looked yeah. after to make sure that I was as fresh on the last day as what I was on day one. Yeah,
2: Paul is um, good though. Oh yeah. So he's good. Yeah.
1: If you've got a headache, you'll just play off your hand for a bit. Yeah. That's
2: it. <laughs> I try to get on that massage table, Damien. No chance. This guys have booked it out like twenty four seven. What's going on?
0: <laughs> I'm answering that. <laughs> <laughs> Would you let Chopper on your massage table? No. 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 <laughs> well, if we talk about <laughs> 2017.
2: Um, there was a real cool moment in in the tournament. You're up against uh, a debutant team in Turkey. Uh, you played them in a real quick succession. But at the end of the game, you guys make a decision that playing them is not just enough right now.
1: Yeah, um, that was interesting actually. We, you know, coming out, we didn't, we never seen them play yeah ever before. Um, playing them, it was it was different. <laughs> yeah, it like, was going back to grassroots, but like yeah, we beat them, whatever. Um, but I think we we felt like if we just go beat them. It's not going to do any good for them in the tournament, like, especially us being the first game. You know, so we took our time out to actually give them a little bit of a couple of tips here and there of fielding and hitting. I think there was one guy in there that shaped around for a bunt. Nick was pitching. Rise, I think it broke his collarbone. He was out for the whole tournament, I think, collarbone or something like that. Um, And, like, that's dangerous, you know. We're playing playing a top-level softball, and these guys haven't got the... IQ of softball To what everyone else at that tournament did um, So I think Like what we did Was probably the right thing Just to give them a helping hand. I think To be honest though, A lot of teams should have Done that like Because I, th- I don't think Any of their games Were pretty close no. So
2: David I've, I've never seen this before So at the end of the match Against Turkey uh, New Zealand approaches The coaching staff of Turkey And because the game finishes Quick Three innings Basically Well two and a half Whatever it was And And um, says, look, man, we'd like to to work with your team. And they did exactly that. Black Sox came out of the dugout, infielders took infielders, outfitters took outfitters, pitchers went with pitchers, catchers went with catchers, and they just put on a clinic, one-on-one, two-on-two, across the whole field for like a good half an hour or an hour after the match. As Joel just said, it it was an amazing thing. I remember it went viral, the videos that got posted on it at the time, and it was a real cool thing, cool touch to do. Why did the Black Sox do
1: stuff like that? We're well, nice guys. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't
0: have to think about that one. Mate,
2: <laughs> like that week uh, uh, in the round robin, uh, I remember distinctly some really good matches through there. Japan was a, a beauty. got rain delayed between the weather. We had to pl- play the second half of it the next morning uh, type thing. But you also, to a team that arrived late, dropped the match against
1: Venezuela. What was going on there? Um... Yeah, I don't. That game, I just went by so quick. That game, yeah. To be honest, um, they come out probably with a little chip on their shoulder, To be honest, been been a bit late. They're probably like you know starting a race late. You know, you start sprinting straight away. Yeah, and they hit the ground running and um, a couple of hard, hard hits got strung together and they ended up catching us off guard. Mm. Um, Yeah, it was it was weird that one. We did we did things in that game that the Black Sox wouldn't normally do. Yeah, Um, you know, like little things like we're getting picked off second base. Yeah, you know, the catcher. Flores is
2: a good arm, right? Great arm, yeah. And that's and And that's think we got picked off twice on base or something like that, right?
1: Campbell, maybe. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, so I think we got caught off guard with those guys with the whole point of. I think they missed their first game Yeah And it was more like Okay Yeah These guys won't be making You know that was the vibe That Yeah was, These guys won't be making But You know As a Black Sox team We shouldn't be In that mindset So to say um, But yeah They come out They beat us You know And Something that we Took on the chin Afterwards And Had a chip on our shoulder After that you know We ended up going back Sorting out our shit And then going from there and, and resetting You know, and they did Yeah, they come out and bashed us <laughs> to,
2: be, to be fair Joel, that was uh, In the end the only loss you had in the whole tournament um, So uh, If it was going to come at a time uh, Maybe it was the right time to kind of To spur you into action as you, as you just said to, to, Also to be fair Damien Venezuela's a top international side 2013 they were silver medalists You know, they are the real deal um, so just because they missed their first game and it was because of visa issues, they couldn't get into the country or whatever the case was. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, they're, they're definitely a, a force to be, to re- to be reckoned with um, uh, Venezuela. As you move through that tournament, you face, as you get to the playoff section, you start facing some more bigger guns. Of course, Japan, we mentioned that, that was in the round robin, but you start facing the bigger guns as all the chips are on the, on the table. Uh, I think Australia first... Get past them. Canada. Canada. It done like you're going to get past them. They'd already given you a hiding a couple of times in the warm-up series uh, down in Vancouver, uh, or whatever it was, and then uh, in that match you're down a bunch. It might have been 9-2 or something like that, before you guys just turn it around. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I think all the odds were against us. And we, like, we knew that too, like in the back of our minds, that Know, there wasn't a lot of, a lot of faith, so to say, with the results that we had put up against them already. Um, so going into that match, you know, we same old Black Sox. We had everything planned out the way we wanted to do things and the way we seen the game going um, didn't work. Obviously, we end up nine two down, whatever it was. Um, yeah, and I think. There's a little point there in the game where it started raining, came back to the rain Yeah and, um, They were humming and hawing about having it keep going and whatnot And we end up in a group huddle and they dug it And we just had a chat We are like, boys, we need to win this We know, like, let's whip ball Let's take as many pitches as we can Make them throw at least three strikes, you know Um and it got to a point there where we walk after walk after walk after walk, and we just kept on them, kept on them, kept on them. And then I think we got a couple of runs in there, and then a couple of home runs, and then we got you know we get in the you know the face coming back in us, you know, yeah. you know down in nine two. Not too many people were coming back from that. Um, I was looking, I was looking at one stage there we were going to be done in five innings. Um, yeah, and then. Once, we, once Charlie hit that Grand Slam, it was like, let's go boys, let's, yeah. you know, we're, we're there now, let's fucking finish it. When, so.
2: when you come back from a match like that, it was like a two and a three quarter, a three quarter of an hour marathon match, I think from memory, I can't the exact score, 11-10 or something like that, you won the match um, eventually, being able to build your way back into the game and then eventually win it against all odds to be fair. Uh, um, because very very talented um, Canadian team that week, um, what does that do for the psyche of
1: the team? Oh, that was it was massive. That 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 pretty much like after that, it felt like we couldn't be beaten. Like I don't know, it's hard to explain. Like you get that, you get that feeling where it's like whatever I'm going to do right now, it's going to be better than the next guy. It's going to be better than any other team. Um it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like the faith, you know, like, you, you got faith in the boys, you've just come back from a 9-2 down to win against the best team in the world, at That you know, at the time, um, yeah, it's come and get us, <laughs> who's, mm-hmm. who's going to beat us, you know, that, that was the feeling it was, um, yeah, so we had one game after that, eh? it was the final yeah, you were yeah, so yeah, that that yeah.
2: you win that game, you go straight to yeah, the final. Yeah. Canada have to come through the back door yeah. uh, and they would pl- take on uh, Australia in the bronze medal match in the morning. So you didn't know who you were going to play. Um, Canada go with their ace, Cleary. Australia go with their left handed ace um, and Kirkpatrick. Uh, Australia get themselves through the final and then they've got the world's best pitcher. The start against you guys in the final. How are you feeling going into the final once you know you're playing Australia?
1: Um, well, we didn't know until halfway through our warm up, yeah. Like, we were just warming up for a softball, uh, softball final, you know, World Series final. Um, and then we got told, and we we're doing hitting training, we got told about it, and then yeah, we you know, we obviously had our plans for Canada and our plans for Aussie. But um yeah, once we got told it was Australia, it was like, yep, okay then. Grudge match, you know, New Zealand versus Aussie. Um yeah, so we just went in there as we would if we would be playing Aussie in a round robin game, you know, like we just trust our 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 ways that we have, you know, and all our things that we put together and all our trainings and everything else, you know. It's what you work for Is that final does didn't matter If we were playing Canada or Australia Really We were going out there We'd worked For two years For that point You know Could have been Facing anyone it Didn't matter So Yeah <laughs> It was another thing <laughs> Another that, level indeed.
2: Well, Australia obviously had an outstanding squad uh, in 2017, uh, worthy of gold medalists as well. We know what Folcard did back in 2009 uh, in Saskatoon with the uh, with um, the no hit against New Zealand to get their only uh, gold medal uh, at the time. But an amazing pitcher he was, mate. They grabbed the lead in the match, claw back a couple of runs, but. Falkard's looking pretty comfortable through the latter parts of that match. We talked about the big comeback against Canada. What's going through the mind of the team you know, halfway through that match? Um,
1: I think you yeah, go through the minds of the boys. It was just, we're here, we're playing softball, boys. We do it for the next guys on on deck. You know, like do it for your brother. Um, a big thing that we did were, oh, no, were in that final was working at bat so that it works good for your next guy on, on deck. And I think that was a real big thing. Like, we lost Ben and acre early, yeah. so we lost our lead off. Mm. So, um, Caesar he stepped into that position, and, you know, he was first World Series. Um, he stepped into it like he'd been to four or five of them, you know. It was – he just went off. And I think we actually – I go back to the Canada game where, when we finished that we felt like we still couldn't touch. Like halfway through that game, we didn't think we were going to lose that game. It was like we still in that mindset of we can beat anyone. Still, like we, we we're down nine to, what's two, three runs that we're in the game right now. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, as a team, we just had to work each at bat and each pitch one at a time. You know, like. We're just working for the next guy, the next guy, the next guy. Didn't matter if every guy came on the field, we're working for that guy. So, yeah, I think the boys, in that, in that final, I've never felt so comfortable in a softball game. Nice. Because of that. Yeah. You know, like, you actually felt like you were with all the boys, all the brothers, playing a game of softball. And the whole final thing was just to the side, you know, we're just playing. Playing game of sophomore, really. That's how it
2: felt. As awesome. was that game's progressing. We get to the six innings here. Runners get onto the base. You're probably still about another two or three batters away at this point. Another runner gets on base. You're then probably getting close to the batter circle. Then the batter in front of you is batting before the bases are loaded. What are you thinking when you're in the in the better circle there?
1: Um, the warm up I rem- circle. <laughs> Great question. I remember, I remember being question. I remember being in the dugout and I was like, "Bring me up, bring me up." I want, yeah. I want to turn at this. I want to turn at this. And we're all the same. Like all of us were like, "I want to." T- oh, my turn. And I remember, <laughs> I remember Caesar went into the batter's box. He's like, "Yeah, mate, I got this." Like he was cocky. <laughs> he was being cocky. I was like, "Yeah." Um. Worked a worked a good out bat ended up striking out, um, and then yeah, I was I was just coming in. It was just see the ball, hit the ball, see the ball, hit the ball. Like I didn't care where it went as long as it was safe, safe. It was safer. Um, yeah, and then <laughs> just all went from there. It
2: well, it did indeed, and and uh, Joel and I know we've talked about this for many years, but we're about to have uh, arguably the most impressive at-bat or most impactful at-bat by a Kiwi uh, in the New Zealand softball team uh, ever I think in the history of the game uh, and uh, down by two in the six innings against the best pitcher in the world and you do this three and two here something has to give with
0: the bases loaded and a 3-2 lead for Australia here and I tell you it's getting late Bottom of the sixth. The
2: Kiwi supporters are standing. The crowd is cheering. And that ball's driven out deep,
0: deep. And you can't get out of this ballpark right now. A grand slam home run for Joel Evans. And in the blink of an eye, the Black Sox have taken the lead.
3: Someone call the dog pound because the puppy is out of the yard. Wow. Should
0: we do it again? Just one more. Yeah. Okay, just (laughs) one Three and two here. Something has to give with the bases loaded. And a 3-2 lead for Australia here. And I tell
2: you, it's getting late. Bottom of the sixth. The Kiwi supporters are standing. The crowd is cheering. And that ball driven out deep, deep. And you can't get out of this ballpark right now. A grand slam home run
0: for Joel Evans and in the blink of an eye the black Sox have taken the it's lead someone touched. call the that dog pound because the puppy is out of the yard wow <laughs> definitely put the lift glove on first for that one 100 <laughs> <100%, 100%.
1: laughs>
0: percent,
1: dude what, how were you what was happening oh, I got, oh yeah i was actually trying to touch the base like <laughs> as much as i was satellite you know smiling and running around whatever my legs were actually shaky running around the, um, around the diamond and I was actually concentrating, like, touch every base, touch every base, touch every base. Normally you don't think about that stuff if yeah. you've had a home run, but in that situation I was like, touch every base, touch every... <laughs> don't leave early. <laughs> hey, Brutus.
2: Mate, Adam Folgaard's the best pitcher in the world. I agree with the best pitcher in the world at that time. And um, his go-to... Pitch is the rise ball And it's the rise ball That you hit For the Grand Slam
1: Yeah well, He was um, Yeah he was He was Hitting some good spots In that game I remember my first at bat There was a couple of Pitches that were on the Outside that You know I thought I thought were a little Out but Looking back on some Video footage um, They were there And they were Good spots you know yeah. And it was hard to Pick up at the start You know he was Working outside quite a bit at the beginning of the game And then they started creeping in, in. And then um, Yeah like You see we were floated bases there We had Caesar on two And Gave me a little bit of a Nod whatever Let me know And we'd You know we'd done our homework as well And um, Processes Ended up falling into place Memory of things that we've We've talked over and um, Worked through And yeah that was the pitch that come out And some of the stuff That we'd spoken about as well So it was sort of like Swing <laughs> Just swing Joel Swing yeah. Got a swing bud
2: Did you know it was gone As soon as it came off your bet?
1: Well No It's not the first thing I thought The first thing I thought was Get on Like Run Get to the base And then Get a double. I just seen it Like it was Just keep going I was like Oh, oh I was gone <laughs> I was gone mm. I think Daryl seen it go over before me and he's already celebrating and I was just, like sprinting up for oh it's gone yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> dude you come to home plate we see the photograph here which is pretty iconic we actually get a painting of it on the wall here as well but uh, uh, of the beer hug that way na and then the team just swamps you at home plate dude what was that feeling like
1: gay <laughs> <laughs> nah um, well Lala actually hooked I think he hooked Nate first <laughs> And then he hooked me at the same time and then grabbed me. He's a bear though, I'll tell yeah, you. A big he's boy. a bloody big boy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hookers and gave you a clip instead of a hook. Oh, oh it, I it, hooked you in, yeah, to, gotcha.
1: Like, no, he's actually punched Nate. I think <laughs> Nate went into his last bit, with yeah. a bleeding look. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and I, I was one in the face, like, oh, what the heck? Oh ah! <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy. it's crazy. That's it's a moment that, like I've said plenty of times before, it's it's a dreamy moment, right? And you, to actually be able to do that is it's another level in itself. Like, right? I don't think, you know, I can't even let you know how it feels. It's yeah,
2: something different. It's <laughs> what dreams are made of, uh, my friend. I guess when you, um, yeah, you know, when you pick up a bat at the age of four and s- start seeing some people, or even pimping a home run at table, mm-hmm. you know. Dreams are made of, and obviously you learn uh, later on as you grow up that uh, there's a world stage and there's a world cup, and maybe I've got the opportunity yep. at the end of the game to win it for for my team or for for the for for my nation, country. For my country, and and uh, dude, you you did it, you did it that day for sure.
0: Have to get you that painting, mate. <laughs> yeah, you do.
2: Um, uh, 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 of course, um, the boys coming in shut-up shop in the top of the seventh innings uh, to get the victory, but uh, how was the party that night?
1: Party you allowed to tell party? us? <laughs> yes, he was, because I was there. <laughs> I was on body. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, and you guys deserved it too, uh, 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 mate, without a doubt.
1: It was a long flight home, that's all I can say.
2: I do remember um, you guys had, like, that red-eye flight the next day. We've um, so seen you in L.A., right? <laughs> no, 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 I didn't go back for oh, a week. But, you? but no, But you, you guys had the red-eye flight the next morning um, after celebrations, and the celebrations went till a good hour. Uh, and uh, and it was basically, I think, for uh, a fair hunky, you guys, back to the hotel, grab your bags, straight down to the bus. <laughs> <Yeah>. Cheers, B man.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, well done, bud. Oh, well done, and congratulations. And, and look, to be fair, that never gets old that uh, that home run. And um, and I am sure over time, uh, we you know, hopefully, you'll be a part of some other special moments for yourself, but also for your other teammates In the Black Sox um, to to replicate um, that type of performance. With that said, where do you feel your role is now? four years on from 2017 in the Sox?
1: Um, I feel like, like my role like is more just showing boys the way it, of the Black Sox. Um, I think now it's more a stage of breeding players to come into the Black Sox. Yeah. Um, now with the, the new format, so to say, I mean, I'm not too sure if you can take different teams to each. One, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think like my role is just basically going to be bringing people through and like just showing them the way of the Black Sox. I mean, I'm not too, I don't talk too much like softball I try to get my softball the way I play, yeah, show what I want to be doing, yeah, um, and the way we should be playing and whatnot.
2: That's um, how I like Jared Martin right there, yeah, <laughs> not one to shout at people, he's more about
1: showing people, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, because I, yeah, I don't, I'm not a guy who talks too much in softball, obviously. Um, but yeah, I'd rather show people what the way that is, and especially for the young fellas that are in the squad and the wider squad or not. Um, I think the biggest thing is just working hard to push the guys that are in the, in the Black Salts and have been there, push them out. Because I know myself, I'd hate to be dropped, but if I've been dropped, because someone else is better than me, and so be yeah, it. I need to work my ass off if I want to still be there to get in there. Yep. So, yeah, I think the boys, as the Black Sox squad in general, we just need to be um, yeah, pushing for positions, you know, and, and that's how I want to see it going from here. So that's <laughs> something that I'll probably work on.
2: 2019 was the last time we got to play with the Sox uh, and then of course uh, the pandemic has hit and it's going to push everything out the window uh, for a while and, uh, and they haven't had to do anything apart from the camps and stuff but uh, um, going into 2022 we're going to be hosting the World Cup first time you'll be able to play uh, at home in a World Cup uh, if, you, if you make the team of course as you so rightly mentioned um, but you know it's a different, is it a different now trying to get back into the frame? I know you've been playing uh, um, ball here domestically and stuff as well and at the highest level, but it, is it different now getting the team back going?
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it, I think it's different, like it is in all codes, it's been different because um, yeah. there's a whole lot of different rules and regulations and whatnot um, and that's things that we've got to adapt to if we want to be playing in this World Series as well and... Um, but on the plus side of that as well is that we've had this time now to recuperate from 2019. Yep. And I think it would be silly if we haven't or are not changing what we did wrong in the last one. Yep. You know, because um, right now we're fourth best team in the world. Yeah. You know, we're, not, we're not number one. You know, even if the ranks do have us higher than fourth, I mean, as yep. far as I'm concerned, the last World Series we were at, we came fourth. Yep. Um. So... With the whole COVID thing and hosting at home, we've got the luxury of not actually travelling out of our country and having to go through all the COVID sort of things in other countries. Um, and the time thing, I mean, we've got time to build the wider squad members that haven't been in there before yep. up to a level that they could be starting lineup players next year at the World Series. Um, and that's a big thing that we need to look at as well is everything's all negative about oh COVID, COVID, COVID. Oh, World Series has been pushed back, World Series has been pushed back. Why not look at it as a positive? We've yeah. got more time to train. Yeah. We've got more time to fix our problems that yeah. we have had. Yeah. You know, and get back to that winning culture that we did have. That's a, and that's a big thing for me, you know, like if I if after this World Series is my last World Series, I want to make sure that this next World Series a winning one for me if I don't make it to the next one you know yeah. so yeah so that's hence the reason I've got that little video of I'm in my house you know I'm just trying to change little ways of my routines so that now so that next year it's second nature to me leading into a world series nice
2: real cool brother real cool um don't just a couple of numbers I just want to bring up here. I've got your there career you go. stats. <laughs> Don't be like that. I've got your career stats. They're pretty amazing, to be fair. Thank you very much. Your career stats with the uh, with the Sox, uh, as we mentioned, seven years. Of course, there was that touch in uh, two ten. you said. Um, and uh, uh, we mentioned 101 games in total for the Sox at this point, 67 caps. Test caps. Um, so a hundred games is pretty 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 good call itself. Two hundred and fifty-eight plate appearances, thirty-seven walks. So you've been patient. It's pretty cool. Fifty-eight hits. Fourteen long balls. That's the good one, eh? Forty-six RBIs, you're happy with that. Fifty-eight strikeouts. Yeah, not too happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sure. but you did steal two bags. <laughs>
1: Only to nah, they got that wrong. Was he caught at all?
2: Wait a minute. They didn't Surely that's
1: get- more than Lala.
2: <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute, they didn't get this wrong. You got caught
1: stealing eight times. What's <laughs> going on? Someone give the guy a red light.
0: Oh. He's not happy about it's it. It's
1: only if you get thrown out at two. I think those are all for leaving early. That's a work on for me, mate. Okay, fair enough. It's a work fair on. Enough. A work fair on. enough.
0: Pretty impressive.
2: <laughs> I, like,
1: I like to cheat where I can. Yeah, pretty impressive <laughs> uh,
2: uh, patch of work anyway. And, and you're obviously nowhere near done with the, with the Black Sox. I hope to continue to, 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 to do what you do. Um, we've got a few uh, questions here, if you don't mind, uh, from our... Uh, um, from our viewers and listeners that would uh, like for. to ask you a few questions, and um, I'm, I'll go first because Damien's just going to tidy up something here. Maybe he's going to put a fine photo of you in that one. Uh, we'll do, but I've got a couple here. Some serious, some not so serious. We'll just we'll just read them all and let There's you here. let you go with it. We got one from Stacy here locally, uh, dude. What's uh, one of your favorite drills to keep sharp off the diamond?
1: Um, no, just I thought it was, in, like, so. looking good. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. Brian, you, you, going do you, out. Well, or maybe my, that works <laughs> for you. Tell nah, us. Um, I don't know. I think, like, I think I mentioned it earlier, it was about my fielding. I think a big thing with my fielding is working on short, sharp drills. Yep. Um, ladders. Ladders is a good thing for your speed, like, off-the-mark speed. Yep. You know, you've got little legs like mine, then you're not going to be a long distance. It's a sprinter, are you? So yeah. Try work on that 10 20 meter sprint yeah you know, just work um, and positioning as well a lot of positioning is you know you got you get a lot of people that are actually don't look athletic mm-hmm. in middle infielder corners positions but can move yeah pretty well and that's that's because they get themselves into good positions where they can release a ball quick or they get in the right position to field a ball yeah. Um, and that's a big thing to work on at at trainings, you know, even if even if you're throwing a ball off off like a wall mm-hmm. and just get into the right position to field them. Um that's one and then another one is glove work as well. Um glove work so from picking up the ball to transferring to your throwing hand is another thing because the less time you're holding that ball, the quicker you're gonna get that guy up.
2: Yeah. That's Especially if you've got on. a broken wing. <laughs> but, that's yeah. why I pitch. <laughs> <laughs> another one just along similar lines. Uh, what should young players be focused on in today today's game to upskill
1: themselves? Um, another thing I've touched on as well on this is um, I think everyone gets caught up in the whole fact of train, 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 train. I mean, that's something you need to do to be... Top sportsman, but a lot of it is knowledge as well in the sport. Yeah. Like you need to have that softball IQ. So getting down to the ballpark and getting a, amongst it, if you can, you know. Um, you talked
2: about being bat boy.
1: Yeah, yeah, like little things like that. Even if you're that young, or if you're a little bit older, too old for the bat boy side mm. of things, but you still want to learn. <clears throat> I haven't met a softballer that doesn't want to talk about softball mm. when you ask them a question yeah. like, to kids. So. I think it's just picking brains from a whole lot of people that you look up to, so to say. You know, like, if you see a couple of black socks down at the field, don't be afraid to ask a yeah. couple of questions, ask what they did, how they got to where they're at. That's a big thing as well.
2: Now, I've got a uh, – I think I've got a question and an answer here for you. So the next question from <laughs> Stacey was, uh, how, what was it like growing up with your dad as a coach? You kind of touched on that earlier. Uh, was it harder? Did it impact you as a player positively or did it make it more difficult? And he's probably coming from that question as a parent, right? However, Curtis. your good buddy Leon Hardy chimed in with an answer. You can tell us whether you agree or don't. He said, Stace, his dad is a coach. She was a very good thing. Uh, Trev said it how it was and didn't matter who you were in the team, son or not. Uh, he was a straight shooter. Trev was different to most dads, though as he had a real softball brain. Even still played when Joel made the Prems.
1: Yeah, nailed yeah, nailed that one on the head. Um, <laughs> yeah,
2: I think is that the most the most sensible thing you've heard Leon say?
1: Yeah, yep, hundred percent.
0: Leon's dad was my coach. Are you sure that it was Leon? There? Yeah, <laughs> hey, Leon Hardy. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> I think I think a big thing with that as well is like, a lot of people do have their parents as coaches, um, mm-hmm. and I think like for me. The hardest thing was actually going home and still hearing about softball. Yeah. Yep. And I you know as I got older, like I learned to not so much ignore him, but block it out. Yeah. Because you you do need time away from it if you if you're if it's at you all the time and it is if you have got your parents coaching. Yeah. Um, but there is a positive about it too. Like you can be at home and you can go through scenarios. Then he's, you know, you. Whoever's coaching has actually seen what's been happening in the game yeah and a, a big one with daddy always like things that if I stuffed up in a game he'd talk to me and he'd be like okay runners on one and two what's the better more likely going to do off one or none out yeah you know and then go through scenarios of what you would do as a second baseman or a shortstop mm. you know, little things like that so there's positives and negatives yeah with it I mean yeah that's the way it is alright <laughs> Oh, team
2: out of yours. Scotty Cartwright's got a couple here oh. as well, but <laughs> Stop, just stop shivering, man. What's going on here? You don't like your teammates asking <laughs> questions, do you? know. Oh, <laughs> okay, but That's it's just bit, off chopper, bud. First, first one seems pretty, uh, pretty, pretty legit here. Uh, what was your approach at fielding spinners off the end of a bat <laughs> when you're playing at second base?
1: Just don't touch them. Because <laughs> I can't. <laughs> That's why he's asking that question. <laughs> um. What do you mean? You can't? It? Is, it, is it? Is this a superstitious nah, thing? Yeah, well, I hope not. <laughs> I'll be stuffed. Um, <laughs> no, nah, there's 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 a story behind that. There's about three tournaments. I think there was one in particular, the PK that we had to win the game. And then we go to the final. Yeah, I think we were up five or four, three or something when we won out for the game. Spinner gets hit to me, a load of bases. I boot it. They score two runs. We lose. We don't go to the final. Same thing happened on the turf at Fraser in a semi-final. (laughs) Booted it again. So every time there's a spinner, I hope someone from the infield can get to it. So just get someone else to field it if you can't do it. That's my answer.
2: (laughs) Well, okay. Well, I thought the second question was giving you shit. Obviously, the first one was too. Uh, Have you ever had a teammate that couldn't make you tap?
1: None of them can make me tap. They don't want to borrow this. <laughs> no, I think they all have. They're all cheap shot, though. They're cheap shot. Are they? Yeah, they, they wait till you sleep. And they just maul you. It's terrible. Uh, Scott Cartwright hasn't made me tap, though, by the way. <laughs> there you go. Would he just sit on you? <laughs> <Yeah>. oh.
3: <laughs> tap, 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 get off. Yeah. Shall <laughs> shower you, bro? <laughs>
2: Fair enough.
0: Well, that was off Choppers, um, and this is off the actual Beyond the Dugout Facebook page. I have to say, Jola, it's probably the most commented time we've ever asked for questions, and people have responded. Bronson Marino a few times. Oh,
1: don't want to hear from that. You don't you know, want Bronsons? Oh, oh first one, one is
0: like no? Let's nice, just quantify
2: like, Bronson was like Way back from young age yeah, groups, yeah, right Yeah 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 So they want a lot of stuff He'll be yeah, I might have to I He knows you to, well
0: Well I mean one of the first ones You've already elaborated on But um Is it true that Trevor's way cooler than you 100% Why do they call you burger?
1: <laughs> well there's a Um When I was Bat boy I had a, had a few pounds on me For a young fella Um I used to always, so I always got everyone's. So I was a good bad boy. I'd go grab money off the boys if they wanted hot dog or something whatnot. The old hot dog stand at Fraser Park there. Oh, Semi. Yeah, they give me ten bucks, whatever. Yep. I want a couple of powerades, please, Joel. Yeah, yeah sweet ass. I'll go down, grab two powerades, grab two hot dogs, eat them both before I get back. <laughs> <laughs> give them no change. Where's my change? Oh, I got me something. So there, and then got to a stage where it was like dad was getting me Maccas and stuff on um, like softball trips and stuff because they'd all go out to pubs and I was too young, couldn't go yeah. in there, or whatnot. Or well, I'd stay back at the motel and <laughs> dad would get me a McDonald's and I'd be like, Dad, well, what do you want? Oh, give me a Mac attack. I'm only, I don't know, nine, yeah, 10. yeah. So two Big Macs, large chips, large drink. And then every day I used to go back to like Wally Reese, towel for them. Over last night, last night I had two Big Macs, large chips, chocolate milkshake, and a Sunday. <laughs> so they come up with the name and they just started calling me Burger and it just stuck. Like it still sticks to this day. I still have people call me Burger. Better than my one. When I, when, I lost, when I lost that bit of weight over that time, I started getting called Cheeseburger for a bit. I was like, <laughs> still going I eh? can't shake I, it I, I lose the weight and I still get caught a burger Somehow
3: <laughs> Jesus <laughs> well,
0: That was a good start From those ones We'll get a bit serious From good old Tommy Downs An insight to How improvements Within our local competition Can be achieved In the Hut Valley mm. Go on I want to hear this one too Yeah me too <laughs> um,
1: I think Yeah It's tough It's tough at the moment if, you, if he's talking local as in Hutt Valley, um, it's kind of tough to have a competition with two, two teams. teams, two, three mm-hmm. teams, whatnot. I don't know how many's in there this year. but. Um,
0: well, uh, going off that, how did you find last season when they um, divvied up UP1 players into the, the shorter season with the other teams? Didn't you play for or yeah. help out TP or something?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I played for TP in the, in the Thursday night. Like, I, th- I thought that went really well, but the big thing about that is the whole buy-in.
0: Mm. With, um, players,
1: older heads, yeah, um, and actually want to help because you he only turn up and play the one game with them. Where, like for me, I felt like I wasn't giving them enough. Like, yeah, I'd help them out at the game, whatnot, yeah. but I felt like it would go in one ear and out the other, yeah, sort of thing. Where, you know, if, yeah, I think I think the way it should be now is we just need to come together as like as a as the Hat Valley, the way we are at the moment with not too many teams to come together and work something out how it's going to work because at the moment what we have been doing hasn't been working or the other option could be is gas the hut valley competition and just mix with wellington
0: a bigger intercity one yeah
1: and then and then do similar to like auckland you know you you start your season off with like 10 games whatever it is or yeah and or you know 10 15 games in two weekends whatever it is but ha mix the teams up down here, you know, like especially with the Hutt Valley teams, like you mix the teams up there to get two three decent teams rather than having one team above two others whatnot, or vice versa, two teams are better than the other one. Um yeah, it's a tough it's a tough mm-hmm. question because we don't actually have the depth yep. in softball in the Hutt Valley anymore. Where back in the day it was like you touch park one, or you had everyone in there, you know. And now we're down to three teams. It's
0: Don't even have one. Yeah, it's no, yeah.
1: oh, and it's a, it's a, that's, it's a, it's a very tough question because how do you make a competition without that?
0: People we still yeah. definitely need the reps, I think. But I mean, maybe oh. Hutt and Wellington working a bit yeah, closer, yeah, maybe. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think. Well,
0: yeah, they might. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <that's> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> going going <laughs> off reps, mate. Ooh. We'll, we'll, whoa, we'll, whoa, we'll whoa, go whoa. to the next, next. Going off reps. Um, what are your thoughts? This is from La Morrison. Uh, what are your thoughts on there being no rep programs for the under fifteen grades and below? Is it a good or bad thing?
1: Um, I'm not so sure. I think I, th- I think it's a good thing to have them, but I'd say only from under thirteens up, mm. um, because then just yeah, it sort, it sort of gives the kids an incentive to carry on playing. From T-ball to under 11s Um, Yeah Like for me growing up That was the pinnacle right Like reps, Softball was your New Zealand team So At the age of Under 13s You're probably looking at like Okay that's probably your turning point of I want to be good Or I just want to play Yeah, again, it's a tough thing. It's a, it's a tough one too, because, and again, how many, how many teams do you have around? You know, and that's we just. I think we need to focus more on um, getting players playing softball.
0: Yeah, and you know? sticking.
1: And once we yeah. once we get the players sticking to softball, yeah, then we can have things like that. Whether Absolutely. we go, okay, we're going to carry on with this reps. You know, I don't. I think if we're going to change, we change for the better of the sport. Mm. Not for the better of Like Some kids You know Didn't make a rep team So they're not happy Or what not Families whatever And that's the way I think Younger Rep soft boards Yeah You know It's more Why isn't my son in there Yeah Why isn't my daughter in there You know Or Why is he in there And If we've got enough players there And you can actually Pinpoint The good players Then okay There's a rep team You know, I don't think 13s below you shouldn't, but 13 up, definitely.
2: One of the things I think I picked up on that, sorry, Dame, just interrupted, with one, the reps, and then two, the competition here locally, is you you mentioned about getting everyone around the table collectively, Mm. coming up with the solutions that works for everyone and that provides a pathway. You achieve that, you're heading in the right direction, whether it be player growth player skill development whatever the case is so that's a good first step
1: yeah i think i think on that one as well just going back to like the football side of things like here here, here in wellington i think there's about six academies
3: mm.
1: of football and that's at different clubs so even setting something up like that within a club within each club like we did a couple of years oh, what about five six years ago now with, with dodgers and um we got the likes of john o'little um dallas clifton they were all in there as well so we just we just selected a core group out of rec players from our club and took them aside in the winter and we did every first Sunday of of the month. Um and just trained. I mean it's putting you put the work into the kids. Yeah. And it's more getting the enjoyment out of them. Yeah. Because if they're not like anything these days, if you don't enjoy it, you're not gonna do it, right? Yeah. And kids get that bread into them these days is the whole point of you don't like something don't do it we're well, back in the day if we didn't like to do something if your parents wanted you to do it you do it Tough shit. you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. right? yep. so these days they've got more options of going yep. nah no. so you had to actually make it enjoyable these days
0: for kids as well absolutely nice well the, that's it for the kick, um, the softball questions but Tia um, no sex I mean Low uh, Lomax uh, said how's the football career going and Graham Watson asked a question that you answered in the lounge before the podcast what do you prefer, mate? Softball or football?
1: <laughs> I prefer football.
0: <gasps> Take that, that s- painting off my wall. Is <laughs> a know. sigh from the country right <laughs> I know, <now. laughs>
1: That's what I was waiting I, for. No, He's immortalised on my yeah. wall, man. Well, <laughs> it's football, football will enough. be one up on softball, but, you know, I love... Just, just a little like, one, The way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a half one. <laughs> um, no, I love them both, but, yeah, football, I've always... I don't know, probably goes back to that running thing, you know, yeah. I, like, I love, like, ants my fans, so I'm always yeah. moving in football, you know, and, um, yeah, I've, I've just enjoyed that from day one, likewise with softball, um, you know, I have a little hook, hook up when I was younger with football, which pretty much made my decision, yeah. to softball, and I've stuck to that, so softball has been my number one sport, yeah. no matter what, like, I've always put football second, mm-hmm. um, even though I'll probably enjoy it a bit more like I think it's more because I'm with the boys that I grew up with Like from school and stuff yeah. as well It's still to this day um, But yeah like Softball's number one sport But yeah. enjoy football a bit
0: more Nice And the rest is just paying paying you out with uh, Your dad being better than you And that's about it really
1: Short boy <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think Damien just looked after you then
1: Shot, bro. Yeah think, I'm not going to read them all <laughs> I think he, he just let you off the hook Scroll through those afterwards,
2: (laughs) Um, mate. Before we get to the last segment, uh, all world selection. There was one which I forgot to mention uh, earlier. 2018, Hart Valley win the NFC title. Yep. First time in 18 years. The workhorse on the hill was you. Please explain. He's a pitcher. Didn't he tell you?
1: Yeah, we spoke
2: about this. I've been pitching for years.
1: No, we went up we originally had our full team yeah. going up to that tournament and and I don't there were some reasons that certain people didn't make it. <laughs> um Yeah, and so we went up there I think with Axton, um who else was there? Uh, Adam Woon. Mm-hmm. And then myself Oh no, sorry, I was I wasn't named as a pitcher, I was still in the lineup. Um and then Axton got injured. Yeah. And then they reclassified me as a pitcher and then I ended up pitching a few games in there. And then we ended up making the semi final and then it was like, Oh, I need to get see if we can get these guys up here. we got a chance of winning this. Yeah. So got our catcher and pitcher up. And then ended up going through and winning it. Yeah. So, Scumbag that one <laughs> <laughs> After 18 years It took some scumbags To do it So
0: we got it Nice, <laughs> it's, nice. it's in the books now It was man. a, it
1: was, a, it was, a it was a Like Same again You know Winning a title like that was, um, very memorable Yeah And um, As you can see We haven't won it for a while And when we did win it It was Yeah Very satisfying Chahu Nice
2: Nice Oh Damon Want to explain to him About our last segment
0: Sure I'm sure you've listened to all the podcasts with uh, you, yeah, every night. so uh, technology savvy. <laughs> so we have our all-world selection. You can name a player from past, present, maybe not future, it's up to you. It's you. You're the manager, you're the GM, it's your pick. So, Chop, as I prepare to get this on the screen, can yep. you tell Joel yeah, sure. what positions so are left or who's been taken?
2: There's only three, play, three playing positions left. Uh, all the guests that have come on have got to pick a position, just one spot. As Damien just said, so in, the, in week one, uh, Lala uh, went with uh, with Heine Shannon, uh, and then uh, Brad Dunlop in week two went at centre field with um, with Larry Thomas Markier. Uh, then uh, then Patrick Shannon went with uh, his coach. I mean his co-coach uh, Mark Saunders, the catcher, but deservedly so, of course. Uh, Mark Saunders picked Colin Abbott at right field, the uh, Canadian uh, heavy hitter. Um, and then Nathan Nukunuk, who took uh, uh, arguably one of the best players to come out of Australia, uh, Andrew Kirkpatrick. He's at first base. And as in Nathan, always thinking, just in case I need another relief pitcher, I can bring him in to the game. Uh, yeah, uh, Tony Giles, um, he picked, um, uh, a, uh, as we uh, had him on the cast a few weeks back, uh, Mark Porteous, umpire who hit away to the Olympics. And as everybody said, a fantastic job there. Thomas Mark, yeah, he picked uh, Todd Schultz. So, there what are, are three thinking? positions the left. Knuckers. Yes, and of course the Anukas. Yep, and my apologies, of course. Yeah, of course the Anukas oh. picked. Uh, Let's not forget B-Man, our second baseman, guess. Br- yeah, Brad Rona, at third base. And so it leaves three positions. DP, shortstop, or left field. No pressure. Coach Evans, who would you like to select?
1: I'll go DP.
0: Donny Howe,
2: Yeah I do. nice,
1: yeah,
2: great choice, but I tell you what, he's on my world team as well. So, there, the official designated player for the Beyond the Dugout or World Men's Team will be New Zealand, New Zealand's Donny Howe, fantastic. This is selected I here like by it. by uh, Joel Evans, do so, dude. Thanks, Joel, thank you so much, man, for taking some time out of your busy schedule. I know you're uh, uh, busy going around the traps and building buildings and, uh, and new subdivisions and things all over the place uh, uh, with your trusty old digger, uh, mate, and, and keep on doing that. But also keep on building, you know, softball in your region as as you pass on as it was passed on to you. Thank you so much for taking the time.
1: Yeah, no, cheers for that. Um, it's been a bloody great night, <laughs> and um, yeah. Look forward to seeing you fellas out there doing more of this stuff, riding softball.
0: Thank you, Jolla. Appreciate it, mate. Hutt Valley's own. Proud of you, mate. And uh, just keep on going, doing the good stuff. Keep on being that GC and passing on that knowledge, mate. Awesome.
2: Why are we hard, born and bred? It is Joel Evans. Over 100 games for the Golden Homes Black Sox. 67 official test matches that covered a 2018 Hutt Valley NFC title. He's played around the world. It'll always be known for that Grand Slam in 2007 to win it for New Zealand just one more time. Thank you so much, John. Three and two here. Something
0: has to give with the bases loaded. And a 3-2 lead well for Australia here. Nope. And I tell you, it's getting late. Bottom of
2: the sixth. The Kiwi supporters are standing. The crowd is cheering. And that
0: ball driven out deep, deep. And you can't... Get out of this ballpark right now. A grand slam home run for Joel Evans. And in the blink of an eye, the Black Sox have taken the lead.
2: Someone call the dog pound because the puppy is out of the yard.
0: Wow. wow. Too good, Joel. That's a good old.
2: Well, but Joel Evans, what a legend, man! He's <laughs> such a humble guy, achieved so much at the highest level in the world, but yeah, he's just still down to earth.
0: Yeah, just the dude, eh? Yeah, just the guy, and he always has been. Well, I've I've known of him, and I, you know, from seeing him down at Fraser Park around the traps, you know, he's a he's a genuine dude, and we just saw that for the last couple of hours, just chilling out with them, uh, on the beyond the dugout couch. So, yeah, what a champ, and literally what a champ. Got to the painting. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. I love the love that, that not only is he still playing at the highest level, um, but he's he's really got a mind about giving back to the game right now. It has some distinct ideas on the development of softball, especially in the Hutt Valley region.
0: Yeah, I sat, I sat here with interest, mate. I love I uh, love hearing that stuff, um, and Especially of, of my home association. So, um, you know, it's good for current players to start using their voice of of how how change and how we can make change if to influence the good of the game and i mean if you're going to listen to anyone you're going to listen to a world champion and and joel is-
2: well uh next week but uh we're going to see if we can get something together with the ic's the olympics will be over the ic's tournament's not far away from that so we'll, we'll try and jump into that next week for next week's podcast before we go any further though of course must remember we ran a competition if you pick the scorer of the women's final at the olympics there were two uh, stubby holders up for grabs for the winner. We have a winner. Raniera Morrison, a.k.a. Oh. La. Indeed, well done, brother. And uh, she was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good I had like uh, there was like 83, 83 comments or guesses or whatever and he was the only one with 2 nil to
0: Japan yeah absolutely thanks, uh, thanks everyone for the interaction um, I know everyone loves a free something but um, we only put it up like an hour or two before the first, um, first pitch of the final and to have everybody just jump on it and and get interactive with it, it was cool, it was really cool. So thank you everyone and congratulations, La. well deserved mate because uh, he's been one of those guys from day one that has sent us uh, little messages behind the scenes, you know, uh, fire episode this or whatever that but uh, appreciate the support and and awesome that he's going to take away one of our first stubby holders.
2: Very cool. It's yeah, so a funny story for me to watch the uh, the gold medal match in the softball. I um, didn't really check properly, uh, I was in a uh, hotel in Mount Manganui that night, and um, whether I could get it on the sky on the telly, nah, I couldn't get it, okay I'll just put it on the computer and like plug it into the TV, <laughs> didn't have an HDMI cord. So here was I at like 10 minutes to midnight or whatever it was, 10 minutes, the game time was about midnight or something, uh, driving down to Kmart and Mount Manganui Bay for you there yeah. to get an HDMI cord so we could watch the uh, watch the final in the hotel room.
0: Yeah, it was like 10 to 11 or something, you, you'd realise. Yeah. You rung me on the way. I was cracking up. <laughs> like, I was trying to think how you how they didn't have one in the place, but you were like, I've checked everywhere. So, yeah, no, good mi- late night mission to watch the final, but well played, mate. Yeah, At least you didn't just go, oh, ah, well, we won't watch it. So, well done.
2: I'll tell you one thing I did do invested. the next day, though, bud. Mm. i gotta, I got to mention just quickly one thing I did do the next day I did the hike up to the top of uh, Mount Manganui oh, you got to I always thought about doing it just never had the time yeah. and I was like yeah we we're staying right at the foot of it and I'm like okay, okay let's do that uh, today's Friday I did it on Wednesday and my legs are still
0: sore Bro, I feel you mate I feel you no, it's, a, it's a great hike up there my grandparents <laughs> retired to the Mount I love that place yeah I feels you <laughs>
2: that was good though. It was a great view and it was a good walk to be fair didn't feel sore at the time but why have they been stiff this week Uh, anyway that's okay enough about Chopper's athletic ability Um, I mean you know what I think we should just give the merch shop one more plug
0: absolutely if you want a hat if you want a stubby holder head along to our Facebook page send us a message that you want it and we'll Send you the bank account details, I guess, and how we can get it out to you. So, uh, yeah, appreciate the support, everyone. Get yourself a cap or a stubby holder.
2: Fantastic. Congratulations to La on his two stubby holders be coming oh, yeah. out to him uh, this week. And of course, Japan winning Olympic gold there in Tokyo. Maha Fold beyond the dugout of
0: Jason go Chopper and my man, Damien Collins. down. Macharo. See you later. Be on the dugout, lace them up and we run out Step up to the plate, swing away or you, you get struck out Pitcher on the mound like you don't wanna face this Hit it
1: so hard, you be running around the bases Do it for your teammates, do it for the fam Do it for your
0: city, true ballers understand you gotta work together, you gotta find a way Put your body on the line and make that play Be on the dugout, lace them up and we run out Step up to the plate, swing
1: away or you get struck out Pitcher on the mound like you don't want to face this Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases on, on the, the dugout out. Beyond the dugout.
3: Beyond the dugout. Beyond the dugout.